Hey, this is Jacob and Shane of Thunderwolf Podcast. A quick message before you begin this episode. Some things have changed since we recorded and released it. So at the end of this episode, disregard. We're no longer part of Magic Squirrel Network, and our new link to merchandise is teespring.com slash awoo. That's teespring.com slash A-A-W-O-O. So enjoy. Welcome to Thunderwolf Podcast, the show where we are going to have an art show where artists can submit their work and we'll vote on it on social media, and the winner will get fourth place. We're here in the spare bedroom studio. Producer Jim is with us. In the other room, watching, waiting for his chance to shine. I'm Jacob. This is Shane the Stud. Hey, people. (laughs) And today, we've got a uh, longtime friend of mine who argues more persistently than anyone I know, Garrett Owens. Nice to be here. Welcome, dude. Today's show, we've got um, catching up from my canoe trip. Uh, We just went on. Garrett was there, too. Some pretty fun stories there. Uh, Anthropological perspective of modern times and green wokeism slash global warming. We're going to do our best to get through the list. We'll probably jump around. You know the deal. Garrett. Howdy. What is up? How are you? Uh, well, my arms and face hurt, but other than that, you know, pretty good. That connects to the canoe trip. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one hell of a trip this time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had a goal of not getting, uh, drinking too much, and I did that goal, but I didn't, uh, not, I still, it's sober, decided to jump into the water without a life raft and just float down the river for like three hours. Yeah. So it turns out that's not a drunk thing, that's just I'm an idiot. That's just a Garrett so, thing. Yeah. He left us, left the group, and then floated Mm. for the, what, three miles, four miles down the river? Yeah, crashed in some trees. I got a big hickey on my neck. (laughs) See, usually, and he makes it a point to mention the drinking part, usually it's Garrett that drinks a lot and then passes out or does something crazy. Uh, This time it was me. The roles Uh, were reversed. Yeah, eh? very reversed. So, well, we met up in the parking lot. I had a beer. And we got there, I had another couple, and then it was probably within the first hour, I was like, I'm starting to feel a little buzz. This mm-hmm. is good. This is where I want to be today. And then we uh, we always go, to, to preface it, we always go with a big group. Big group meaning, how, how many people do you think were there yesterday? Part of our... 60, maybe? 60 or so? 60. Yeah, for real. Like we yeah, go every easily. last year was the smallest it ever been and was was like nine of us on two rafts I think is what we did. What the fuck! I didn't know it was that big. Oh yeah, huge. Yeah. Uh, the biggest we've had what eighty? Yeah, eighty ninety or so. I, I don't even know half the people anymore. Like, no, I don't either. It's just a whole spreading. Everybody, we call it canoe trip. It started out I think originally as canoe trip and then progressed into rafting mm. and then it progressed into barging where mm. you know sixty of us get a raft for each and then we dock them all together so it was just one huge barge floating down the river is there any hot babes uh yeah 
Not really with our group. Not in our, our group. But that. there were some. <laughs> there was none out of six. The girl in yellow? Oh, God, dude. Uh, there's always the... Yeah. There were she was the girl in yellow. She was after I sobered up at mm-hmm. the end of the river. Um, but the roles were, were reversed. I went hard very, very quickly. Mm. And uh, we we docked up with one boat. We had some, what, what was it, moonshine? Yeah, but like the Walmart moonshine. We had Walmart moonshine. <laughs> so not moonshine. So we yeah. were trading it because yeah. they had Captain Morgan, which may have come from Walmart, but it's Captain Morgan. Mm-hmm. So we we docked up with them and then traded alcohol, and then we just kept drinking. And uh, I passed out on the boat pretty early in the trip. Uh, Garrett you and I were talking. fell asleep? Oh, out. Yeah, at one point Done. the entire canoe trip, the entire our group was asleep except me. What the fuck? How do For you? Real. Fa- I don't know how people fall asleep on a canoe. Because I got way too drunk, uh, way okay. too fast. I don't have any count. I didn't count. I set no limits to myself. It was. Just I have this my ability as a really drunk person to continue. My body likes to do its own thing, and mm-hmm. I kind of tap out. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like a like, normal blackout. Yeah, I go into like zombie mode where I <clears throat> just kind of live a whole another life through. You know, not being there in my brain. That's usually Garrett. But Garrett was the sober one. Yeah. And I, I fell asleep a lot, too. <laughs> I I fell asleep on, like, the side <laughs> not, of the boat. Today. So, uh, to set this up, too, we go as themes every year. Mm-hmm. Well, it started a couple of years ago. Uh, I think I've told you some of, uh, some about that. We did uh, the first theme. That was a, an official theme was Make America Great Again, where we got... The and, MAGA hats. And we did. We did make it a great again. Oh, yeah. It was instantly better after that. We got MAGA hats, uh, our crew. So it was like eight people, I think it was. Something like that. We had MAGA, uh, MAGA hats, Second Amendment flag. Uh, did we have a Do Not Tread on Me? Yes. It was like a Do Not Tread on Me slash something. It was that. I think yeah. that was the black one. No, that, that one was my Second Amendment one. Oh, yeah. Maybe that one was... I don't know. It looked like an ISIS flag, though. So people responded pretty quickly, and uh, they they could tell that it was a joke, and they also really loved it because it was super serious, whatever they wanted it to be. Uh, last year, we were pirates on the river, where we uh, all dressed up as pirates. And that was the year that started the theme of uh, fucking with Blake. Yeah. And he thought we were going as gay people. Because he thought that. Like, that was his own He thinking. gave the idea, and we all just let him think we were going to do that. We did not we correct did. him. He said, we're going to go as gay pride, and all of us just looked at each other and didn't say a thing about it, and Blake thought that we were going as gay pride. And, but, and then you guys went as pirates, and he went as gay pride? Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. the whole ride, we're talking about pirates and, and referencing pirates, and I was like, why do you guys keep talking about pirates? Do you go as a gay uh, a butt pirate, too? Like, that's because I was being a gay person. And, everyone's like, and then we all got out of the van. We're all dressed as pirates. I'm like... Did we all have the same idea? And then it finally clicked and Blake's like, hey. That he was intentionally left out. Uh, (laughs) Great friends. It seemed he was more mad that he thought that confirmed that we had a second group chat. Yeah. Which we That was what he was upset about. But it was just to discuss the prank. Yeah. So we went as actual pirates. Like we had the long sleeves, uh, cut shirts, big pirate hats, eye patches. uh, And we like robbed other people. <laughs> as pirates do, yeah. yeah. On you know, in Brookville, these you know, and I'm I'm blacked out. City and country folk looking to get a nice weekend, uh, relaxing down the river, maybe have some drinks, have some friends, music. Nope, there's pirates. <laughs> yeah. Then this year, uh, during the move, I watched Deliverance. I was talking about that. I love mm-hmm. the movie. I pitched the idea to these guys, and 
deliverance theme. So Garrett brought his banjo and we played <laughs> on the river. I had to relearn how to play it. That was a, a thing. I'm not a music So how man. did you dress? Like hillbillies or? Uh, I wore a tank top, a leather cuff, a uh, bucket hat, and brown jeans. So I was tr- kind of combining Lewis and you wore, Ed. You wore brown jeans in a canoe. Yep. Man, that just sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, well... Did they, it saved did my legs from getting time? burned. No, I took them off, and then that's when my legs burned. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're in my van. Yeah, they're still wet. <laughs> I uh, I just wore a, a button-up with nothing else unbuttoned, and I chewed tobacco, so that was my costume. Yeah, we work. chewed tobacco. And uh, you got Copenhagen straight, none of that pussy shit skull. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think, too. <laughs> Have you ever chewed? Uh, Yeah, a couple times. It hurts my lip. <laughs> I do this thing where I'm like the I do the most pussy shit where uh-huh. where I uh where I buy snus because <laughs> I'm a woman. Well, uh, if you're a woman who chews out there and wants to kick Shane's ass, <laughs> you could do it. Because no, I I don't like the idea of my mouth falling off. Yeah, so, it, I, I don't like how much I liked the chew last year. Oh, it's great! It makes me feel awesome. Last year I did it and I got wintergreen and the flavor I hated so much. And I'm like, man, why do people chew? And then this year I tried it. And I'm like, this is delicious. Yeah. I'm hit or miss with the, uh, with drinking right when, uh, drinking and dipping yeah, because it can either great. go one of two ways. You can either feel amazing for a while yeah. or you can just puke your fucking brains out. I was feeling really good with it. Yeah. And I, I think the key is telling yourself, you're like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm good. I'm great. This is But then awesome. when you start feeling like when you tell yourself like, yeah. I don't feel so good, that's when it gets kind of. Uh, bad and and I dipped a lot when I was like in high school yeah not a lot a lot but like just enough to know that I didn't like it then but as an adult it's not so bad I still haven't taken taken the plunge back into like full-on full giant on fucking chewing. dip in my mouth because I'm just not trying to um in high school this guy came to our school with he had no jaw <laughs> and he gave a speech about how he got cancer. Uh, uh, no, he, actually, uh, he actually spoke really well. I mean, he the fr- the front row was a little wet from his, oh his slobbers, but Gross. he actually spoke really well. And what he came there to do worked because it fucking scared the living shit out of me. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I didn't even dip that long. And I was on the baseball team. And then one day I looked in the mirror and there's this big old white thing on my tongue. And I was like, fuck that. For Oh, gross. Yeah. So he got, and he didn't even like dip that long, I guess for like two or three years. Yeah. But he did like every single day and got mouth cancer and they had to fucking remove his jaw. So ever since that story, haven't been real into that. Yeah. I did it. I did it yesterday. I've done it now twice. Uh, yesterday and then yeah. last year on the canoe trip. And I was telling Garrett today, uh, before we before we got here, my lip hurts. Yeah. Like down in... And I had two dips, I think, the whole time. Yeah. I think I did two dips and I had them for like maybe 30 minutes each. I have and a I buddy... Like, this at, hurts. I, I don't like it. buddy at school that dips, like he has to have it all day. Like he'll... It's nuts. He does it for lunch. He like... He, like you can see he gets all like weird when he doesn't... And, just uh, convert to be a jewel boy like me. And he has this fucking like white spot on his lip oh, where God. the dip just continuously sits. And it looks like something's wrong, but that's just where it sits and over and over. Just a permanent scar. So, and he was like so proud of me because like one day like I bought some snus or whatever. And then he was like, man, I'm like, he's like taking pride in like converting me to, you know, like before you know, you'll be doing what I'm doing. You know? And then I read this shit online and I fucking threw it away. I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm done. No, thank you. Yuck. I'm going to keep it to the once a year because 
I didn't think I'd ever do it again. I did it this. I, I enjoyed myself quite thoroughly, and I yeah. I did like thirty throughout the canoe trip. <laughs> thirty. I just the only reason I stopped is I lost my shirt and my shoes to the river. Gods, yeah. And my shirt had the tobacco spit in it. Oh, gotcha. I keep on tobacco spit. spit. <laughs> he just spits the chew. His, he just spits in his pocket. Oh yeah. For some reason, my brain calls chew tobacco spit. And I go, yeah, I bought some tobacco spit. And people look at me weird. I bought <laughs> I just bought a can. Yeah, some You're dude like, was selling it. Yeah, dude, some dude on the side of the road is like, hey, man, let me hey get man. that spit. Ugh. Before I passed out, though, uh, Garrett and I were talking, taking a nice little dip in the uh, river. A I got dipsky. I got ran over by a canoe. Mm. Uh, that hurt. Did not feel good. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I was... I was pretty buzzed at that time, but I wasn't, I was not drunk and I was not passed out yet. And I remember we were standing there. I had a Corona in my hand. We were talking. I don't even know what we were talking about. No, I don't remember, but I just remember deep in conversation. I just remember I heard watch out. Boom. Like there was no warning, no yelling, no, Hey, look out. Sorry. Hey, we're coming on your way. Hey, it was just. Two people inexperienced in a canoe, and they just rammed right into me. Damn. Hit my arm, hit my side, and I go <laughs> flying back in the water, lose my flip-flop. They started apologizing. I think I poured my, my river water beer out real angrily. I think I cussed at him. I think I said, I lost my flip-flop in this damn exchange or some shit. And yeah. then immediately after, they tipped completely over. <laughs> just flopped. It was like a cartoon from my perspective. I turned left because I finally heard them say, watch out. And I looked back and there was just nobody in front of me. <laughs> I just got I blasted in the river. Yeah. That's never happened before. Sounds like a fun trip, though. It was. It was really great. And then I, well, then I sobered up and Garrett was gone. And apparently he had been gone, but nobody else noticed. Because I, I came to and I said, where's Garrett? And all of the other people were like, where is Garrett? And then each time it was... Well, he'll be on this next bank. I know it. I just know it. He'll be on this cliff. I know it. He'll be here. I know it. And everybody was so sure you're just going to be there. And I was like, no, he's gone. He could have been dead. Yeah. That's I'm... what some of the people worried about. Yeah. His dad being one of them was not a, not impressed. <laughs> I, I could have several times. I fought with a tree in the middle of a rapid. It's not like you can call him, you know? No. No. You should have just sent out the... Well, he left the banjo in oh. there. So then I was having to play it. So <laughs> I was like, ding, I ding. I should have floated down the river playing the... Yeah. Because our banjo player died. Our deliverance theme this year, of course. Yeah, the theme worked out. Someone had to dive into the water and almost drown. It's for the movie, for those out there yeah. seeing the film. And I had to... Since I was doing the you know Lewis Ed part, I had to get hurt. So... Instead of breaking my leg on some rapids, I just had a canoe spear itself into me. So who was Burt Reynolds then? Uh, that's Lewis. That was oh, okay. that yeah. was me. I was uh, Burt Reynolds and John Voight. Character's name. Uh, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was one of the hillbillies, but turns out I was the guitar player because I did just dive into the water. As it turned out, and Blake, Blake wanted to be the dancing, uh, the dancing hillbilly. <laughs> Blake's role got decided for him. But everyone else just decided that he was Ned. Ned Beatty, he's the one who uh, gets, squeal like a pig, boy. It's good raping. Uh, yeah, 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 that's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. everybody decided that that's who he was. Mm. Like we had joked about it with ourselves, and I then as soon as we get there, somebody else comes up name? and says, "Blake, yeah, Blake, I think you should find new friends." Because <laughs> <laughs> they sound I feel like you've been getting the wrong impression. Like, no, no, so no, nice no, 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 no. It's really great. Like uh, Blake, uh, if if you're listening, you're you're beloved, like uh, Carl Pilkington. Yeah, so we hope to exploit you for a lot of money. 
Yeah, one day. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great, great, great trip. It was uh, the canoe trip of 2019. Uh, every year we lose. Somebody loses glasses. Somebody cries. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a guy from our group cry. Blake lost his glasses. I lost my hat. Garrett, you lost flip-flops. Shane, you said you lost some stuff to the river gods too. Yeah, um, the sunglasses that Juice drunkenly gave me one night at his house, I had for about one week, and then I lost. And I went to to like put my hand on my head and knocked him straight off into the water. And then uh, I wish those were the Midwest shades that float because they sunk. They went away. Yeah, but that was in which which waterway? I don't even. Where were you? Where was I? Um, were you in Brookville? No, remember I told you it was out, out by Muncie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> Daleville? Yeah, yep. So if you are canoeing, kayaking, rafting in mm-hmm. the Daleville River there, yeah, there's a chance that you can get some Midwest shades for 100% off, no juice code needed, right? <laughs> yeah. I think someone should really pursue the end of that uh, water route because it kind of comes to an end. There's probably and lots there's of just so there. many things that I guarantee it. The people that work there have to know that, and, and they probably go in there from time to time because there's probably so much crap in there, dude. Money. We've got to do a new theme, Shane. You got to be part of it. Okay. Next year we're going as scuba divers, and we're just gonna skim the waterways and find phones and money and glasses. I think you should summer. go as the staff of the place that you're oh. at. Oh my god, that would be that's genius. Start yelling. <laughs> Yelling at people, no alcohol out on the river. Whistles. Uh, That's really funny. Yeah, and then just go get shirts made like like they they're like generic, like they're not the actual shirts, but they're they just say the same thing on them. White water canoeing, and they say staff. And we just float down the river yelling at people. Yeah, in our staff shirts. I wonder if they would yell at us. Probably. And then how many people would go to the office afterwards? Like, I don't appreciate (laughs) your staff yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, man. We're the new division, the water patrol division. We yeah. Been ha- getting too many complaints or rowdy. You should just go visitors. as the police. <laughs> we, uh. That might be a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying no, though. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've told this story. Just spell police wrong with, like, put a U where the O is and be like, I'm the police. It's I don't a, know if I've told the story on the podcast about when the, the year we got stopped by the police. Did I tell that story? Uh, I'm not sure. Are you, do you remember it? Uh, I don't know, man. It was, I think, my first year, no, second year that we went. So this is probably five, six years ago. Garrett was part of that crew. That was the first year you did your stunt, I think. But <clears throat> we went, uh, there was a group of us. Well, we had like 200 and some beers. Everybody brought beer. Mm-hmm. We had, I think, 12 or 13 guys on the canoe or on our rafts. We, we did have a canoe that year. That might have been the first year. Yeah, I think I had a kayak that year. That was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was not fun. We had... Uh, yeah, because you tied the kayak on the one side, we had canoe on the other, and then like three rafts in between. That was our first uh, party barge, is what we called ourselves. Mm. And every quote unquote rapid, we would start chugging beer, just as many as we could on every one. So if it was one, it was one, and everything was a rapid to us, of yeah. course. So we had a lot of guys on there, um, a lot of beer. I don't think we had any liquor that year, but we had been drinking. Pretty hard. We got around a halfway house. Uh, our barge started to spin after a rapid. We were all chugging. We got caught in a tree. We got yelled at. We said, hey, you need help? We were like, yeah, we got stuck. And this guy's like, well, I'll come out there. I'll help you out. No problem. So this dude, shorts, tank top, a hat, wades out in the water, helps pull us up. He's like, let's go on to shore, yeah? And we were like, yeah, sure. That sounds awesome. We'll take a break here. 
we get on shore and he steps as soon as he steps on the land he flashes a badge and goes all right everybody out we're like god damn it dang we got busted we have two underage drinkers with us they were our designated drivers but they were wasted uh we had you i uh you didn't have me yeah we didn't have him we had him up until that point so we're all up on uh all on the shore a couple of us realized maybe we had some illicit drugs with us in the cooler some of us realized that our names were on it uh we have two drunk underage people and we are made to line up the cops then, one is standing in front, the other one's like pacing around us to make sure, you know, we're, we're caught. We got mm-hmm. the cop sharks on us. They go around, get names. I was the only one with my ID on me and I was legal. And so they were like, okay, you're good to go. And they said, are these your beers? And I was like, no officer, they are not. Cause I was in at that very moment, the trash canoe, which was a canoe that we had that was literally filled with beer cans. Yeah. There was no room. And I was on top of it to try to push us out of that tree. So I did not claim any any of those or all of them. Uh, he went through, got all of the names of everybody, found quickly the two underage were underage. They were acting very nervous, very scared. They mm-hmm. got pulled out of line. And that's when me and another guy who had maybe had some stuff with us, we were like, uh, hey, can we go smoke? They're like, yeah, that's fine, because we've already passed the check. So we go over, you know, we're farting around with our cigarettes and we're taking out joints and drowning them in the water dispersing them getting them gone one guy in our group had brought a bubbler so he's burying a glass piece in the sand Jesus. and it was at that moment that i uh looked to garrett's brother and i said where's garrett we all looked around garrett's nowhere to be found as soon as garrett heard and I, this is where you can come in so i know that police voice and as soon as i heard the word (laughs) hey Mm -hmm. i jumped into the water and grabbed like a cia secret agent i grabbed onto the back of a complete stranger's canoe and just drugged down the river about a mile and these people turn around and they just see some like fat drunk guy (laughs) leeching on their canoe the complete strangers they weren't in our group and they go what are you doing buddy like i'm 90 percent sure all my friends are getting busted so i'm leaving they're like no cool we'll drag you over to shore and so I didn't see any of this. I heard the word hey and knew instantly. Yeah. And so I hung out on the later shore waiting to f- see if any of them didn't get arrested. And uh, it turns out everything was all right. But they, the like, two underage got busted. They had to do community yeah, service and, and a heavy fine. It was like it, five, six hundred bucks and then community service on a day. Were they at least 18? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I think they, they were, were. both. If they month. were like 17, they would have taken them. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they were. I think they were both was, like a month away. Like, they yeah, were they were really both close. the same age. I think they were. Yeah. 18 Blake or was one month. It I was, was at a party in high school. Maybe they were older. And I was hanging out with some older people drinking and stuff. And the party got busted. And I was the only one that had to go with the cops. And I had to go to the Anderson <laughs> police station. My yeah. mom had to come get me at like three in the morning because. I was the only person that was 17 and I was turning 18 in like two weeks. That's so lame, isn't it? Yeah. And my mom was like, not. I mean, she was actually pretty cool about the whole situation, but (laughs) she just came and got me from the Anderson police station at like three in the morning. It was pretty funny. I am always surprised that I've never been caught. Knock on wood. My my uppins will come, I know, Mm -hmm. one day. There's been some times where I could have got caught that I've like... Uh, another party I was at got busted and I just ran out the back door into the cornfield. Yeah. And even there was a police officer coming around the, the corner at the, t- he saw me and he was like, stop. And then I just ran, I kept running Yeah, and I just ran 
what felt like a mile into the cornfield and just fucking laid down and stayed there for like three hours. Oh, yeah. I knew they weren't going to like stay there forever. Bring the dogs out. And I out, knew they weren't yeah. coming out in that fucking cornfield. I didn't think. I didn't think. Yeah. And if they did start seeing lights and stuff, you can just keep running. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So yeah, it was pretty scary, but I got away. I've never, I've never had to. Not yet. Not until they come. I had a party get busted, but they just told, we just turned and left. We had been there for like 30 seconds. So thankfully the police didn't stop us. We just, they just let us leave. We were like, oh. they we just, just showed up. I've had the privilege of being the guy that opens the door to the party and goes, cops, cops, cops. <laughs> I'm, it's actually. You've been that guy? Yeah. That's awesome. One time I went out to the, uh, um, my buddy who's passed away now, but he used to live in these doubles in Greenfield and he used to have parties all the time. And um, I went out to somebody's car to get something or something like that. And I saw you had to go around this bin to get to his house because it was like a one way. Yeah. And I saw this cop creeping around and I was like, fuck. And I was barefoot. So all I did was open up the front door, yell cops, 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 and then run through his backyard. And I ran all the way to this gas station that's in Greenfield and then just like called a bunch of people and had somebody. I was barefoot too, like running on the streets. And then uh, everybody, because I was watching from afar for a while just to see if, like, I was actually hanging out in this, like, construction site looking at the house that was being, and you could see the cops walking around oh, and flashing no. their flashlights in the windows, and they had turned off all the lights and closed all the blinds, and eventually they opened up the door. Somebody opened up the door like an idiot, and oh, then, no, That's like, when the cops could yeah, get you. But they were cool. They made them, like, uh, dump, like, actually, like, flush their, like, weed and stuff, and... Um, pour out a bunch of alcohol and you got to think, I mean, they, there's a bunch of underage kids there. Like we were all underage. So I don't, I ended up being, yeah, it was kind of a weird situation, but no, that's pretty cool that they did that really. Yeah. But it's just kind of cool. It was exciting. Yeah. I bet it was. (laughs) I was like hanging out behind this big ass tire of like a bulldozer or something like that. I have had a situation on Neely in ball state. When I went there. Yeah. Yeah, there was a party that got raided. I was I was of age, but we had to do breathalyzers out front. Mm. Uh, they get you with that drunk in public. Yeah, that, that's what they were trying for. But I, I think so I had like one I, drink, and I like left out the back door, and I was walking around, but yeah. there were two cops in front as well, of course. Yeah. And that's, then they stopped us. I don't like that about, like, if you get pulled over yeah. and the person driving is drunk, they can also get you a drunk in public just for being a passenger because they'll take you out of the car and then they'll arrest you. Yeah. Which I think is shitty. Same with like if you're at a party and they just breathalyze you. Like I'm at someone's house drinking. Yeah. I'm 21 years old or, or more. How can they do that? Well, I think they can't anymore. I think they uh, oh, okay. change drunk in public. Yeah. It's, you have to be doing another crime. Okay. Because so, I do, yeah. I do like remember when I was younger, a lot of people that I knew that were in college were getting drunk in public because they would be walking home from the bar or walking, just walking from house party to house party, acting like a fool, doing yeah. dumb shit, and then they end up getting arrested. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, uh, like what like Garrett said, the uh, public indecency, I think now, it might be state, it might be city-based. I'm not certain about that, but I'm pretty sure. I know Indy's, I know Indy's fine about it. Like if you were to walk to a bar or drive to a yeah. bar and walk home. I know the rules downtown changed yeah. somewhere around the Super Bowl Yeah, is what yeah. I remember. It's, I could be completely wrong, but I remember during the Super Bowl... I think you were allowed, or maybe it was like, a, maybe it was after that, like when the NCAA came here or something. But you could have a, as long as you were within a certain area, you could have an open container yeah. downtown. Which yeah, sounds, that's still good. I could be wrong with that. But. No, that's that's right. Um, 
a buddy and I went to a soccer game on <clears throat> Indy, and yeah. we had a beer. We weren't allowed to bring foreign beer mm-hmm. inside the park, yeah. but we could drink it outside and yeah. not be busted. We asked a cop, and he's like, yeah, just don't be reckless. Like, Dude. that's really the, don't don't be belligerent or, like, yeah. destructive to yourself or other people's property. I used to have this jean jacket that had these two giant pockets on the inside. Oh, yeah. And I would put, I would order four beers and put all four of them in each, two in each pocket. And they'd be like, all right, boys, let's leave. And then we'd just be walking down the streets <laughs> drinking beer and just be, like, discreet about it. Yep. But I was, like, because, you, you know, have you seen people, like, try to walk out of a, like, sometimes you forget. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Try to walk out of a bar with a drink in your hand and yeah, you just don't realize what you're doing. Yeah. And they're like, hey, hey yeah, can't, can't do that. Can't. Yeah. My, yeah. My dad has uh, been asking every, he has the same joke. Uh, when he would leave a restaurant, they're like, uh, you need anything to go? Any drinks? Kind of goes, yeah, can I have a beer to go? And we were in Indy at the Ram. It's okay place, but they have cool beer. And he goes, yeah, can I have a beer to go? And she goes, yeah, I'll be right back. And brought him to go beer. And it was like watching like a kid on Christmas morning. He was yeah. Like, it finally worked. Dude. After like 30 years. He of was so happy with his those beer outside. Dad jo- those, wandering. He'd almost finished it by the time he left, but still. Those fucking great. dad jokes, dude. Like, yeah, can I have a beer to go? Or, hey, how you, or can I get anything else? The winning lottery numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh like yeah, those are, yuck, dude, yuck. Those are my my favorite one. My uncle used to uh, used to say, and it hardly worked because it's so dependent on the yeah. phrasing. But when it does, I always thought it was hilarious because I was in on the joke. Uh, when the waiter or waitress comes up and says, "Hey, do you want a box for your food?" You say, "No, but I'll wrestle you for the salt shaker." And then you just <laughs> stare. That's so weird. Isn't that great? It's great. I would hate you. It's, it's so dependent I, on as the a server. Man. I would have been like, "Fuck you!" In my yeah. head, like you know what I mean? Oh yeah, just of fucking pay and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I mean, when you're in that environment, you hear everything. Yeah. When I don't, I used to hear, "Hey, what brings you in? My car." Or, yeah, I sure oh, it dude. sure does, doesn't it, dude? If but I, dude, th- when you're the one making, let the this joke. be a warning. <laughs> yeah, let this really be a warn a warning to anyone listening. If I ask you what's up and you say the sky, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you right there. No, hey, I won't. I won't. Prom- go ahead, ask me. Uh, ask me what's up. I don't trust. No, you. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I'm right, not what's gonna say. up? Uh, dicks and helicopters. Which one are you riding? I like that one, dude. <laughs> See, that makes me laugh. I enjoy that. But See, if you say the sky, I'll yeah. fucking kill you. I'm so over that shit. What are you seven? I didn't see a price tag on this. Is it free? I uh, I say yeah. that. I say uh, the Have sky you seen or the ceiling like every time. Oh, is it, do you really get out of my house? But I do. <laughs> I do it because it's awful. So you're okay, intentionally. If you're doing it ironically, trolling. like the way I do the fucking hang tin, ironically, <laughs> like you know the how do you how would you describe this? A cowabunga. Yeah, like the uh, pinky finger and thumb. Yeah, with like the other fingers phone, down, and then you just wiggle that bitch like a phone, but like a vibrating phone. Yeah. So I do that ironically, and I love to like wonder and like I like to play this game in my head. I like to wonder if people think I'm serious with it or not, but. I know I'm doing it ironically, so I don't really give a fuck. So I can appreciate that, I think. I, I also say fam a lot, and I thought I was doing Finna? it ironically, but now it's just like a part of my vocabulary. No, that, that happens. Yeah, What's up, fam? And, 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 that that, and that will happen, that these things will turn into things that you just do because you're yeah. so used to doing it. I do it all the time. Lit. That oh, was one for a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. I had a phase. Yeah, lit, lit, lit fire. AF. This shit's fire, dude. And I was like, man, I got to stop this, fam. <laughs> dude, this new one. I got to stop saying lit, fam. This is, I had this kid at school, and he would always say, it's a newer term, slaps. I've man, never fucking, heard that. Uh, what's that game? Uh, uh, Fortnite slaps, dude. Oh, I have not heard that one. Dude, and he said it all the time. like, dude, that fucking slap. And then I started making fun of him for saying it, and then I caught myself saying it all the time. That's funny how that works, though. But like, yeah, how that like osmosis of phrases. Yeah. Well, I use my uh, 
like amazing ability to be uncool to like shape my brother's <laughs> little brother's behavior. He he got into the bruh phrase because he was watching bruh. a lot of streamers, a lot of the younger. I like uh, bruv. Bruv. Hello, bruv. The younger streamers like bruh, bruh. So you start saying it. So I just started saying it with the end of every sentence. So now he doesn't say it anymore. That works. Yeah, bruh, bruh, bruh. Saw, dude. I have a Sa, friend bruh, who says that with dude. Growing it up, bruh. And so, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he ended the behavior. Dude, what are you saying, dude? Dude, dude. I'm, I'm bad about dude. 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 I'll start my sentences in, in dude, while man. I'm texting and just put dude, comma, and then whatever. Yeah. I'm bad about that. Because dude is our generation. I we grew up with dude yeah, and a lot of people still to this day say dude dude's an infected elephant's hair on its butt you remember uh, that yeah that bag was, yeah it's a bundle of sticks yep yeah. all those third grade uh yeah playground i think like, dork is actually true like you know is somewhere is that what it was it was dork right not D- dude you know they said stuff about dude too but dork really is a whale's penis that That's awesome. You know, somewhere some kid was getting called fag at school, and his mom was like, "Well, let's look it up." Yeah. And then they looked it up and was like, "Well, tell him next time." Yeah. That I am not a bundle of sticks. Yep. Oh yeah. Those those <laughs> yeah. '90s comebacks. Because I had that same mom that would like I would get made fun of, and she would just find these like ways to things for me to say to them, but it would just make it way worse. I'm rubber, your glue. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'd say that to my daughter now, and it makes her so mad. <laughs> I bet it does. I, like I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. Dude. She hasn't figured out how to defend it yet. <laughs> like, you smell. I'm like, I know you do, but what am I? Or, or I know you, you know what I'm saying, but just she just doesn't know how to counteract it. She just she's just she's perplexed. Four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Use your advantages while you still have. Them. Yeah, because she's rapidly becoming smarter than me. So <laughs> it's just a matter of time before I'm fucking getting made fun of again. <laughs> That's why you have kids for a small portion yeah. of that early development. Yeah. You aren't made fun of by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're better than them in every way. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice. I'm That's why you. we have pets too. My daughter yeah. thinks I'm the strongest person in the world. And that's it's awesome. awesome. I bet that's cool. Yeah, like I just like I and it makes me feel good. So I'll just lift heavy things and she'll be like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm fucking strong. <laughs> yeah. He man, move over. <laughs> I'll be like, you try. And then she can't. And I'm like, dude, dude, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> That's cute. That's awesome. Hey, you're like a superhero. I know in, it's in like great. Her world, That's like the cool. only one, only person that thinks I'm cool is. Or <laughs> she'll be like, "How did you really know that?" Cute to very sad, <laughs> yeah. very quickly. I'm like, she's like, "How did you know that?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just really smart. <laughs> I figured it out from my brain." Yeah. <laughs> she did like will ask me to just tell her like fruits. Do you ever call call you Daddy Big Brain or anything like that? Daddy Big Brain. Yeah. No. Okay. I would be okay with it though. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's going to find out. It's weird because it's going to go from she thinks I'm the smartest person in the world that she thinks I'm the dumbest person. Yeah. yeah. Probably. In like the span of two days. Yeah. She's, she's, I can see the, the rapidness of just her becoming smarter and smarter every day. And it's just like, this is kind of scary. You're going to have to smooth out that brain. Yeah. Your, I got to dumb her down. Just say, just fill her, you know, full of wrong information. Just yeah. tell her all kinds of dumb shit that doesn't make any sense. Open her up to the internet. Quickly, yeah. I'm just gonna She's be like, just really confused. Daddy, what color are this? And it's like orange. I'm like, that's green. <laughs> just silly. tell her all kinds of wrong things. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> just teach her all of the things that she knows. That all right, is right. Count to ten. Two, seven. <laughs> that's four. not how you do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have kids though. I don't have kids, so I'm not allowed to be a yeah, have an can. opinion on parenting. I guess. Oh yeah, I saw that. Unless you agree, then. Unless you agree, mm-hmm. opinion's correct. Yeah, so that was uh, I've been getting way more involved on Facebook 
uh, I'm keeping away from the trolls, but just starting the conversations again and posting on Thunderwolf and my personal page. And that was one I said about raising your kids not to be uh, an invalid moron. If you treat them like that, they will become that way. Yeah. And if you're constantly just like shitting on their, what they're trying to. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was shitting on their progression. It was mm-hmm. uh, t- like having a little kid voice, mm-hmm. like not speaking to a child as if, you know, yeah. you're speaking to them, but you intentionally dumb down your language, quote unquote, so that they can get it. I get kids are developing and they're not always going to understand it, but I believe you have to plant that seed. Yeah. I like the way that I don't, I didn't, I don't remember exactly how you said it, Yeah, but I liked how you said it in terms of like, they're not dumb. They're just, they're little developing people. Yeah. I mean, any, any person or thing that's been on this earth for the amount of time as a little kid has, is going to know exactly Mm -hmm. that. And sometimes you don't realize how smart a kid is because it's just kind of like, it surprises me on a daily basis how much my daughter knows that I, I don't think I taught her. She she just learns and she's like, like, they say like a sponge. It's, yeah. That's, that couldn't be more true, dude. It's crazy. Very observant. She remembers shit that I don't even remember. She remembers things from like two years ago and she's four. I swear. Yeah. Like she'll say something and I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. And then she crazy. just draws it out. Mm-hmm. And that's, and if you treat her or any kid as if they're mm-hmm. stupid, yeah, their whole life, they're not probably going to do that or to open up because then it's wrong. Yeah. But somebody commented and said that, uh, only parents are allowed to have opinions on being a parent. Yeah. And that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, I think. Anybody can have an opinion on anything. Yeah. I suppose that authority does play a role, but I don't think that it's the definitive answer. Like, what what, what did you say, Garrett? You were... Uh, I, said, I said that's like, yeah, you, you're going to have little nuances that maybe you'll never pick up on if you're not a parent. Right. But you're also going to be so incredibly biased there's nothing in your life you'll ever be more biased towards than yeah. your own children it could be more of an experienced opinion yeah it could be somebody that understands the situation a little better because they've been through that that specific situation that their child is going through or another you know there's a lot of common things that yeah. kids go through and so by, as by being a parent you're going to have you know another parent telling another parent oh well, when, when my daughter went through that this is what I did. Or, yeah, and see, that's a conversation, and yeah. that's awesome. But it's also a situation of, like, there's plenty of things that can happen with kids that a grown adult could have an opinion on because yeah. it's just common sense. Like, you, you know. You can miss things by being a parent. Because, it's like, there's, there is the trade-off is that you, yeah. you're going to know those things, but also, like. You're biased a little bit. Yeah, you're, maybe you miss the big picture that someone who's from the outside can see. But also, my end point was just that, uh, you know, I could just go and quote a, a, a family psychologist yeah. and trump you all. If it's a conversation. It's not about who has the bigger internet wiener, so yeah. like, get over it. Yeah. The, the authority fallacy. that well, if, if you're a parent. Which like, is why I, I hit him back with that. Uh, what do you think about police brutality? It's awful. It's terrible. Are you a police officer? Yeah. They should have done this and they should have done no, that. Of course not. Of co- yeah. Okay. So you're not, by your own statement, you are not allowed to have a uh, an opinion on police brutality because you're not a police officer. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Of course we can. And I think a, an issue with that is that uh, people don't have like a, a fundamental base for the, how they view things. So it's just, they're all, they're always winging it. So yeah. you disagreed. So how could he be wrong? He dis- he, he says something about parenting. Oh, he's not a parent, but, uh, I don't like police brutality. 
I don't have to think of an excuse there. So I just don't like police brutality. And then right. someone uses your own logic against you. You go, wait, wait, it's because they had no basis there. They're just you know, making it up yeah. in the moment. They just needed a reason for you to it's be just wrong. An emotional. They don't response. have to yeah. being a parent is a special thing to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. if you try to give an outside opinion, that's, you're going to get that. Exactly. That's Cause inevitable. It's, Cause yeah. that's the, that's that emotional mm-hmm. like cognitive bias. Yeah. You're already confirmed that you yourself are more special but than it, any if other. If you parent. look at it objectively, you're going to realize like, that's how I looked at it. As soon as I read that, it was yeah. like, you know, you're allowed to have opinions on things that you're, there's, there's certain things about situations that's either wrong or right, right. or a like common way to deal with something. And you're able to, to think of that yourself without having kids yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was cool. Like you, a parent, Shane, you jumped in there and was like, no, you can have an opinion. And then a, a couple other friends that I have on there who yeah. jumped in and were like, no, not only can you have opinions, but I agree mm-hmm. with it. And this is my parenting philosophy. And I thought yeah. that was really cool too. Well, there's significant evidence for it as well. Like it, yeah. it's not like it's not a controversial. I, I could see. <laughs> I, I didn't think it you was. You were going out of your way to make this crazy yeah. point. And you're like, where's your authority? Well, like, another where thing are you getting that, that from? But. It was just, it's not hard to find evidence to show that helicopter parenting is not healthy, yeah. especially to the extreme. I mean, another thing that bothers me is anybody can be a fucking parent. Anybody yeah. that can have come kind of come out of their dick and be a parent. Yeah. So that's what bothers me too, is because that doesn't just or, because you're a parent, you're not a good parent. Yeah. Well, and and then to that point with the roles, because then there's also adoption. There's mm-hmm. also like aunt and uncle or families yeah. that raise a kid. Dude, honestly, when I, they're not. When I first had a kid, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And a lot of times I still feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things where you do the best you can and you take pointers from people that that have done it before. You know, like you have parents. I think that's a good way to like, you know, hey, I'm going through this. But a lot of it's fucking common sense, man. You see a kid out by the balcony and there's fucking holes in the balcony. You're not just like, oh, it'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it's just common sense. You figure it out as you go. Um, You read the fucking label on food, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like common obviously don't give a kid that is allergic to this shit. This it's just common sense a lot of it, I think. Yeah. But you're going to get in situations where it's very the, specific. That's things. the first time you've dealt with that situation. Right. So what uh, here's a good point. If I were to comment on a teenager, I'm a parent. Am I a parent of a teenager? No. No. So you're not allowed to have an opinion? So, it's ridiculous. But I'm a parent though. Right. So, so now you inherently have this special yeah. power of knowing because you can call yourself a parent. It's, yeah. it's insane. So I think people would be more okay with me commenting on it just because I'm a parent than someone. I have never dealt with a fucking 16 year old kid that's got all those hormonal issues right. and shit going on. And I, I'm fucking scared shitless to when I have to. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's a good point, which is why I said like, I'm open to conversation about mm-hmm. this point, but I've never been a parent, but I've interacted with kids. I have friends who are, you know, mm. parents. I've been interacting with their kids. Like, you can have opinions and and like an aunt and uncle, an aunt and uncle can raise a kid. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can't are they tell. not parents because they didn't give birth or adopt? No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And of course they have an opinion, and of course they're going to do things their way. And, and like, there's several cases of someone who's been thrown into the role of a parent that have done way better than the original parents, right? And that's why they're in that situation in the first place. Yeah. And that's why it's like, as a generality, I understand, I understand the the point of that being mm. part of the conversation, but not inherently why somebody's wrong. Well, another thing is what I've realized about being a parent is that the most, like what I tried to utilize is the fact that at some point in my life, I went through what she's going through 
And I try to look yeah. at it from that standpoint. So like when she does get to those ages where I'll remember how I, I mean, I realize that she's a female and it's going to be different, but I want to remember her like, and be conscious of how I felt in that moment yeah. when I was that age. And that that's not how I feel now. Life is very different now. Yeah. Very. So just to kind of rem, like remind your, like, I think putting yourself in someone else's shoes works in almost any situation. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and then that's that, that empathetical state of mind. Yeah. Try to see it from their point of view, have your feelings, conversation points mm-hmm. and talk about it. And yeah. that's not wrong. I think more people need to do that. Uh, to bring up perspectives, I did have a, a little topic thing on there about a interesting perspective. Look if at you the care to talk about the that. Guess playing out segue. the uh, the segue. I love it. I was I, I was going to do that too because this is this is going into the uh, the the point anthropological perspective of modern times, right? Yeah, I, I, that's just the name I quickly yeah. thought of. It's a very underdeveloped idea, so I don't want people to like get too high hopes. But it it just the best way I could describe it, really. Uh, can you can you explain what what you mean by that for people listening? The anthropological perspective of modern times, as opposed to or just define that for us. Well, something I do uh, an unhealthy amount of time is I will just sit and do nothing but think about something for like six or eight hours if I have the time. I do that less now because I'm like actually a, an adult and I have to work. But I do it more than I think a lot of people would think if I'm not hanging out. Yeah, I'm not like playing video games or watching YouTube half the time I'm just thinking about stuff. And so I've been thinking about this perspective of viewing, uh, modern cultural events as if I was, uh, some future, maybe not even human, some future, something looking back at like 10,000 years. So looking at modern times, like we look at like ancient Romans. Right. And uh, I found some interesting things that like, even things that I value that I don't think should be dismissed as just, uh, uh, some story that people shared, but like, uh, the whole simulation theory blew up where, you know, uh, about the simulation theory yeah, have you heard that, of that we're living in a simulation that, yeah, yeah. yeah. That reality is just a simulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. get the gist of it. I think a lot of, a lot of famous smart people like pop culture, people, Mike, Ty- uh, Mike Tyson, uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson, maybe. uh, Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, uh, Tesla, Tesla dude. You know, a lot of smart but pop Musk. culture people, they, they've been talking about it. And essentially is that the perspective is that mathematically, uh, if a simulation can ever be created, like a perfect simulation of a universe, then it, the chances are that we're not the first. And, and it, that works. And I actually really liked that thought of experiment. It, it got a little played out. but Keep that a little closer if you would. Okay. So my thinking was just because that sounds right to me and that really makes a lot of sense to me, like... Uh, what when I started looking at things from that perspective of a distance, if I was an anthropologist and I ran into okay, so in 2010 this simulation theory thing really took off and it right. was very popular in the culture, and you look at that and you go, this is a uh, civilization that just recently developed internet uh, and instant access to information, yeah. and then their creation myth is a is technology driven. That's like that's obvious. It's like oh, this tribe of people, right? Uh, they need the jaguar is an important part of their uh, place in the food chain. So the Jaguar. So they worship Jaguars. Exactly. So we create this technology and therefore that's our creation myth. Yeah. We had, and you and I had broken down some of this when we were talking about, uh, what was it? Dragons, the symbolism of dragons, I yeah. think in like Asian culture. 
and how dragons are pretty persistent mythos in a lot of different cultures. So it's basically just saying that instead of worshiping jaguars or dragons, we're worshiping the internet. And yeah, it must, yeah. In, that's the that's in the so new many words. Yeah. Technology must have created it because it's the. It wasn't God this time. It wasn't Zeus this time. It wasn't Allah. It it was the computers this time. Like it, how that idea is just a new creation story instead of Genesis of the Bible. But this doesn't go with the simulation thing, does it? Because how would we be in a simulation now if that's a new, newer creation? Or you're just saying that, that we've been well, in a simulation this whole time and that's leading up to the internet. Yeah, and... uh, just comparing it to creation myths. Like every culture has their creation myths, so where we came from. And so the it would seem from an anthropologist looking at us go, Oh, so they recently invented the internet, and so therefore their society and in virtual reality—that's a thing we're inventing now. Oh, so they think their civilization was created by an earlier civilization as computer technology and yeah. simulation. Like, I don't think an anthropologist would be like, oh, "Wow, that's a really deep idea," because you know who what who knows what they're thinking about ten thousand years from now. Right? They would just go and like, "Oh, yeah, they're simpletons. They uh, they created a thing and then therefore worked it immediately into how their society was created. That we were just we were." Or a computer program. Yeah, like I don't think that I don't think that thought was really prevalent at all prior to. I mean, I'm not putting it all on the Matrix, but after the Matrix, that whole idea blew up. And then, what's Elon's take on it? He says something like the the number of it, the likelihood that we're in a simulation is very high. The, the likelihood that we're not base reality is futile. Came to mind of one of the things that he said while he was on Joe Rogan, which yeah. he's he's basically come to terms with the facts that robots are and oh that's and that's the next ai is gonna take over and there's absolutely it's gone it's past the point of it that we can do anything about it i think it's always been past the point Mm -hmm. um i i i think it's always been past the point the 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 second that you take it all away we're just going to build it back again because that's what we do and it's always going to happen Mm -hmm. we are either going to become the machines yeah. or we are going to be replaced by the machines. Yeah. I think those are the two scenarios. I lean towards what we will be the machines. I do too. Uh, we're too egotistical. I yeah. think I'm not trying to, to have the, the premise of Terminator play out here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause that was a good call. Kind yeah. of, you know, that's one of the two ways that it could go down. Yeah. I think the death of humanity will be a choice and we'll, we'll become a new thing. Would yeah. be my guess to, to further that. So then, then I start thinking, so if I was looking at an anthropologist looking at today, I would say that's our creation story. Obviously not yeah. everyone thinks that we, there's still religious people. How do you think it's going to play out? Do you think it's going to be like a, a political vote saying that we all vote that let's become one, you know, like make that transfer from no, I think no was, longer being human anymore, I, I, or people are going to start doing it as a choice and then it's going to become more prevalent. And then it's going to, I don't think take, people will actually notice. We'll just keep, you know, oh, this technology will help us see better. This technology yeah. will help us do this. Yeah. And, and and someone will wake up one day and go, well, we're not really that thing we were anymore. We're not yeah. really a human. Well, that's, I mean, that's true. You see a lot of movies where, like, um, you know, a lot of the people in the movie are, like, half. Yeah. You know, they have an arm or, like, even Star Wars or, you know, those any futuristic movie has that. And that makes a lot of sense oh. to where you see that in a lot of, movies like not only are people turning into slowly turning into cyborgs but they're also doing the whole like we're making it farther and farther into space yeah and then you got that whole thing you see that a lot in movies i think well that's the representative with trans humans right now and having smartphones it's a way that we can stay connected to other people so i mean we we don't have telepathy but we've got text messages and 
we don't have to remember things because we remember it's in our second brain. And so we just, this is an offloading place. We just put everything we've got on into this. Uh, I don't have to remember the photos or print them out. Like they they exist always with me. And they're whenever, right here. Whenever you need pull them. them up. Yeah. They're right there. So yeah, the next step I think would be, look how much more convenient this would be if it were in your hand. Yeah. You talk with conspiracy theorists then, and then they go, you know, maybe, maybe rightly so, some to some degree. The fear of, you know, state control with that. Like what, like what we've talked about a little bit with uh, China, um, with, what's it called? The, uh, oh, shoot. Um, Huawei or something? No, we're, oh, the, the, uh, the, the new cast the system, human the social system. cast system. The, the social rating. Yeah. You get, you get a oh, little gold yeah. star that for being a, a good citizen. Black Mirror episode as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And blocking and all that. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, I mean, that stuff is now inundated in the culture and it's coming. Yeah. I think. I, I and I'm not even necessarily going uh, cynical or pessimistic about it. I just know that it is. Maybe it'll be better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have we become better from it? Can we do more things? I guess we can. I don't know. It's kind of that balance question. The, um, but you were saying, Garrett, about 10,000 years, like looking back, some of the things you valued. Well, where what that led me to was uh, the creation myth was obvious. And obviously not everyone believes that, but very much secular people. That's a pretty, it's a pretty big yeah. idea. So there's this creation story that we came up with. What would be our destruction mythos or, you know, the end times? Do we, do we have one that is secular and seems so justifiable? And the, I actually just, while you guys were talking, came to another one is the, the AI one is a big example of that. Yeah. The robots. Because, uh, and that's a little more like, uh, out there, like, Oh, that could happen. But you know, we don't have the signs of that yet, but I think a controversial one and, and I uh, don't want people to get the wrong idea, but to bring this up is uh, global warming. Uh, uh obviously, it, you know, it, people get mad when you compare that to like Zeus, you know, slain, I don't know what the creation story, but you know, the, the guy in the Christian Bible, you know, the apocalypse and the yeah. Jesus comes back and they're like, Oh, you're going to compare global warming. It has all this science. Like, yes. But from this perspective, I've purposely given myself, it does seem awfully convenient that we, every society thinks they're going to be the last people on the planet. And we've always thought that. And it's just the egotism of man. And so maybe this time we're right again. And again, people bring up the thousand different studies and right. I agree with them, but it isn't just magically convenient that once again, we're going to die. And this goes back to the previous generation. They had their own global warming uh, and it wasn't true and doesn't mean that global warming isn't true, but they had the population bomb. And I didn't know about this, but in the seventies and eighties, there's a very popular book that come out that it said millions We'll starve because people are having children faster than than we can produce plants. And mathematically, that was true. But uh, what people always... This was in the 70s? Yeah. What people always leave out in those predictions is we get better. Right. They're they're looking at it from that very moment. They see the rate of population. They see the rate of food going up. And they go, do the simple math and go, okay, 100 million people will starve by 10 years. Yeah. Starvation is the lowest it's ever been. Ever. Human history. And uh, right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it fluctuates time to time. Maybe it was slightly lower last year, but on, on a large scale, yes. I think it's important to and, say right there, too, that this is uh, affecting the general truth, not particular regions or Yes, there's always this exceptions. Is, like, people point out, like, it's, like, especially with, like, the 2008 crash, it, uh, America got a little worse, or violence slightly up this year versus last year. And right. Because like, when I say, in general, things are improving, then people always come up with like exactly global poverty has been cut in half in the past 40 years. Starvation is down 
I don't want to quote an exact statistic, but you know, more than more than that, maybe seventy closer to seventy five percent. India, there's a big prediction in the population bombs. India would suffer greatly. India has went four hundred million was this over huge amount of humans, and no one could ever feed that. They have one point two billion, and their starvation is down ninety percent. I didn't know that about tripled. India. Their population. They are not starving like they were in the seventies. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, India. <laughs> right, it's not some, a. Some packets, there's some got packets. a lot of problems, but there has not been a famine in India since that book was written, and there was a famine when he wrote the book. Do you it's th- only gotten better. Now that's something to comment on. The too. book is called The Population Bomb. Yes, it's yeah. a, and so of course he thought world was going to end with his death and his right. generation, and so now our generation thinks we're going to be the last generation planet, and I just don't believe it. I think we'll come up with things. Look, I think the data is real. I think there will be cities that are only known about in history books because they're yeah. under the water and a lot of people will die and will have to move and places that are considered arid and desert now will become huge population centers. But will humanity die out? Unlikely. I was getting ready to ask you yeah. what you think the outcome of the, their predictions of this one will be and what we will do to stop them. Uh, I think technology will improve. And like I said, I think this one would be worse than population bomb. That was just based on junk science. The yeah. guy was an idiot and still won't admit it. And it wasn't as like, not everyone accepted it, but it was a huge best-selling book. And a lot of smart people were in like, you know, yeah. if we don't fix, uh, if, if we don't fix population right now, we're all going to die. Like Bill Nye is yeah. Bob Mormon. And so I think we'll move See places we live now. We won't live in a hundred, yeah. hundred, 200 years and places we considered unhabitable now will be, amazing places yeah, to live like, like we'll put air conditioning in the desert and, and we'll say okay like, fine we'll live here don't be wrong people a lot, a lot of people will die if the I, predictions come true i expect that There'll to be a lot but more people in greenland something something though to your to your point and to that credit uh when the guy wrote population bomb and said india's gonna you know so many famine in 10 yeah, years hundreds of millions of people would starve is it to say that he had some influence though whether correct or not of other people going Wow, we really need to get on development, and then they got on development, and then that stuff didn't happen. So calling for the rain and then putting up a shelter. Yeah, that's his been his big justification. I figured. Though it in was. some ways he won't even acknowledge what are like blatantly like yeah. things people could point out were false when he wrote them. So he, he, there's a bit of cognitive dissonance there, and I think there's some truth of that. But I also think some of that stuff's inevitable. Like. Overpopulation is a big myth and people still repeat it. It's never been a problem. It'll never be a problem. It is a problem briefly in a country's history. Every single country ever generally has followed the same pattern. They get access to health technology. Children quit dying. Like in some countries, 80% of children like die before they turn five. Uh, It's really that bad. And that was most of human history. So population jumps, levels out and slowly declines. And we don't know what the end result is because we've never in well we kind of do but it's been a while since we've watched a civilization disappear because those take a while and we're in a civilization but like japan every country will end up like japan there's no as far as i know big exception to this rule china's china in 15 years has went from their population wildly out of control to they're already worrying about their citizens not having kids their future china is worrying about not having enough kids already that 15 years ago, we all heard about that. Oh, China, they're going to have 5 billion people. They're already like, we don't have as many children as old people. In 50 years, our population is going to be down 10%. What do we do? They're already worried about that. Well, no one would know that. So it went from, let's stop having kids because our population is getting out of control to 
So they so they did that, and then they didn't they don't they have a law or did have a law saying that you can only have so many yeah, kids? Yeah, and they and take yada, away the kids. They repealed that in like two thousand eight, I and think. And just in fifteen years, that's completely turned around, and not, it's no longer a problem. It's actually become a different kind of problem. Not having yeah, enough kids. Now. Their population is still going up or leveled out, I think, but they already know it's going to be a problem. So it's it's not like it's a huge issue yet, but it's something on the horizon that they know. Yeah. They already know, like China is worrying about underpopulation, which is something I don't think most people would believe unless they looked yeah. it up. And I well, encourage and, anyone to do that is absolutely true. And see, that's where I think I, I've i been kind of newer to that that thought of thinking that far in the future with like policies and procedures. And uh, I was reading one about roundabouts. Um, They're putting those motherfuckers everywhere. They are. Did you know round, round, so roundabouts have increased the, I don't, I can't remember the number, increased the number of, uh, automobile accidents at first, but over people time, don't know how to use them exactly. Yeah. Over time, they reduced the l- lethal car accidents by seventy five percent. That's huge. So every four accidents before stop signs, you know, you got pretty sure death. But now it's one in four, maybe yeah. is a death, which is huge. And it's See, that it, initial change. So you have to think for the growing populations, and that's what I was reading about with the big two three lane yeah. roundabouts. Because they're considering the propensity to grow that traffic income in mm-hmm. the next 15 to 20 years. So we build the big roundabout now. People start learning on it 15 years from now. Everybody and also, knows and then it's way safer yeah. than you stop can, signs. You can blow a four-way stop going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. You can't blow a you four-way can. stop or a <laughs> roundabout. Ramp. Yeah. So Technically, that, you can. That could, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could. But that could be a, a, a large reason because... Yeah. You know, you have to kind of slow down to be able to make that turn. So that could be a huge reason why those have been so helpful. Yeah, yeah. you see them in Pendleton has one now. Oh, oh Greenfield, Greenfield, Greenfield. My life. Uh, when I was in high school, my senior year, they we had to watch a, wi- a video on how to use a roundabout. Yeah, and they put that one right by the high school. And since then, they've added like six or seven to the town. And you know, it's the I'm first. Cool it. I think the first two times I went on a roundabout, I was disturbed just that i've never had that experience yeah but almost instantly i was like oh you yeah. go with the traffic and then you get off on your exit i still people That's see that. put their fucking turn signal on i'm like yeah you just go dude you can only go one way <laughs> i i hated them at first just because i knew people wouldn't know how to drive on them and mm-hmm. i almost get hit like six there's like five right next to my mom's house so yeah. every time i'm driving in that yeah. area which back then i lived with her still so all the time and I, I knew the data. I knew that like they are technically better, but it's like, well, in the meantime, it's yeah, not. The right now. Yeah. These people don't know what they're I doing. See, I saw something that was like, it's illegal to go around a roundabout so many times. I think it's like six times. So if you were to just do a circle, <laughs> just you, ride it's all against day. the law. No kidding. Awesome. Yeah, to go around six times. I don't six know if it's six, but I think it's something like you know, that. Maybe four. Because like, you do it twice, you're just, you're just kind of like, oh, I went the wrong way. But then after yeah. that, you're kind of like, okay, you're just well, see, going. Well, see, that's, that's the cool. Like, it allows you to correct yourself, too. Yeah. Oh, I was supposed to get off on that exit. Oh, Let yeah. And you don't have to go do a round. Ra- and it might cut the um, emissions, the, the uh, U-turns in half. Yeah. Like, people, a lot of accidents are probably caused by U-turns. And those cut those out because you could just keep going in the circle. Well, that's that's another tie to uh, the next point that we had uh, we had mentioned. U turns. The well roundabouts also are to help with emissions and efficiency because you're keeping your vehicle forward. Uh-huh. You aren't using your brakes idling. as much. You're yeah. not idling. You're not waiting. So it's supposed to, in theory, cut down emissions, which is to help with global warning warming, or the uh, yeah. 
the gr- green wokeism, which yeah. is something I wanted to hear your thoughts on for sure. I'm sure I didn't coin that term. I think I heard it, but that's just uh, that's what popped in my head. Green wokeism. Are you familiar, Shane, with wokeism? I, I being woke. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just about everything. Yeah. The Earth's flat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I'm woke. I'm woke on that concept. I'm glad you. Um, intermittent fasting. Woke. Yeah. Woke. We were just talking about that too. Keto. Yeah, a little woke. I could I could go into the whole the keto thing, but I know I straws I, at Starbucks. I see um, not woke on woke. that. Woke. The the new uh, woke environmentalism is just uh, similar. It connects to what all the other things I've said. It's secular religion, like the create the secular right. creation destruction myth, and the big one is environmental and veganism is a huge one because some you can be get into like religious themes and veganism. It has nothing to do with the environment, like because then it's like animal cruelty and stuff, but. I think now for uh, those listening at home, I wanted just to define animal cruelty. That's when you're being mean to animals, right? Uh, yeah. Apparently. Okay. All right. Keep going. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, people want to feel good. Uh, same reason why people pray is the same reason why they buy energy efficient light bulbs. Uh, sorry to anyone out there, but nothing, that's, a, that's an interesting correlation. No matter how many light bulbs you buy or how many green products you buy, you will have zero effect on the environment positively or negatively. You think it's, it's actually zero? <laughs> okay, that's being hyperbolic, but yeah, essentially. Uh, you're, you're talking about a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of, of a percent that wouldn't even come up as a, as a thing for a thousand years. It's kind of like when you send out a, if we send out a spaceship now, the technology progressed that the next one we send out would actually beat the one that we'd send out yeah. now, like if we're going to a near star. That's what it is with, with green. It's like, yeah, you switch all your light bulbs. Like, if you want to do that, fine. Or you, if you're already buying new light bulbs, yeah, it'll save you some money. Uh, but you're not you're not saving the world. But I think people do it because it feels good, and same reason why people pray. It, it feels nice. And so you just like basically are telling those people at this moment in time that they shouldn't feel good because it's doing nothing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess. But I don't get around telling people not to pray. So you know, if if you like being green, do it. But you're not helping, and so don't lord over other people like yeah. you're a good also, person. Also, if you're think, praying, no one's listening. I think that's <laughs> that's what he's saying. It's like I'm, I, just, <laughs> I'm just joking. But yeah, speaking, like, speaking for Gary, I'm here. saying is you you can pray, uh, don't be condescending about it. You can mm-hmm. be green. I think that's don't be condescending point. about don't it. Don't pray only when you're in a rough situation, because <laughs> God doesn't like that shit. No, he, he prefers <laughs> green light. He's up now. there like this motherfucker. <laughs> Imagine if you're God and you, you, you know, we all have that buddy that you get, you only get a text. And you're like, okay, what the fuck? He's in jail. Yeah. He needs something. He needs to borrow my car. He's my fridge. Don't be that to I God. Like to, if God's real, he doesn't like that. I like hey, to, God, I haven't talked to you in five years. My dog died, though. No, I like to picture <laughs> yeah. a situation where someone's really worried about the fact that they might have AIDS. So they pray to God and God just gives them AIDS because he's, because he's, <laughs> because he's upset like, with him. Oh, okay, well, since you're doing this, I'm just going to give you AIDS. You didn't. You do now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, where is your energy efficient light bulb there? You want AIDS or not? <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. Like, don't, don't lord over it. Like you said, don't, yeah. uh, don't be green so that you will have some sort of bragging or holier than thou rights that goes into a lot of things don't help a friend out just so you can bring that shit up six months later that's a perfect example of i mean people do a lot of things for people but it's really for themselves exactly and those just happen to be two things praying one and uh, being green or whatever the fuck um but don't do things just for the satisfaction of making yourself feel better right do them because they actually help 
I mean, at least ignorance is bliss. These people think that it's actually, I mean, honestly, before you said that today, I would have thought that this fucking light bulb did something better than the other light bulb just because the fucking box says it does. It, it does. It's just, it just in the, in the grand scheme doesn't. Uh, so solar, what do, you, what do you think about solar power, wind it, power, water power? I think they're great for certain areas and they're great supplementary power. But if we want green power, we have the solution already. And everyone that is anyway remotely educated yeah. knows it's yep. nuclear. Yeah. It's just nuclear it's just scary. is scary. I have a question too. Like, so if you, if you think that green light bulbs work and it's really not hurting anybody, anybody, it's okay to make yourself feel better about that, right? But saying I don't actually have a problem with green light bulbs, and like they do have this tiny, tiny effect. So yeah, yeah. theoretically, ten thousand years from now, maybe one billionth of a percentage will be gone because everyone had green light bulbs. Is it? I don't know the numbers. Is it that small? Uh, theoretically, I, I don't have the. I haven't looked at the numbers. Yeah, in a while, I just it, like it, to think that now that you've explained this, I like to think that people are feeling better because it really has no effect on. Like when you when you do something for a friend and they yeah. don't like and then, and you're doing it for yourself that has an effect on your friendship. Yeah. But if you're just using those light bulbs and it's making you feel better using those light bulbs, that doesn't hurt anybody. No. No. My problem is when it is uh, destructive and absolutely destructive is when we waste time, legislative power and energy, focusing on things that will not help. Yeah. Like if we want to, there there was a group of economic uh, economists that made a. They just showed all the different plans that help global warming. And then they're not scientists, they're econo- uh, economists. So they just listed the potential effect according to the science, what the scientists came up with, they didn't come up with, and the cost it would take to do it. And it's like, I think those are a great way to look at it. And it's like... What were some it, examples? Do you remember? Uh, the big one is get people out of poverty. People start caring about the environment when they make adjusted for their average currency yeah. and inflation uh, about 5000 a year. Uh, if global poverty ended, you have a lot more people that care. And yeah, something like 80% of plastic comes from the same five rivers in India and China. Uh, if we get all those people. So, you know, uh, going by their list, I think the, the most powerful things we can do is nuclear energy. Uh, that wouldn't cost a lot. It produces a lot. Uh, ending global poverty, which we're already doing. Uh, ending global starvation and continuing to innovate because like new technologies come out all the time that are like, what would what would be are amazingly a, green would it have an effect and i would imagine i mean an effect is an effect so whether small we can then talk that point but if everyone simultaneously by magic so we're we're throwing the magic in here everyone tomorrow is now no longer using fossil fuels everybody is using elect electricity some comes from coal some comes from uh water some comes from wind farms does that have an effect Oh yeah, sure. That's part of the reason why I'm saying is it won't have an effect is because not everyone will do it. Yeah. If everyone switched to green light bulb, everyone on the entire planet, maybe in the, in the local term, but on the long term, like where the climate will end up, probably not, but maybe. Yeah. But the thing is like, there's only a certain percentage of people that will do it and they'll only do a certain amount. So like, like Norway did a survey that found that citizens behavioral change could affect 20%. Now you might think that's pretty good. We can affect 20% of Norway's uh, emissions. Right. But of that 20%, what percentage of the citizens will actually do the things? And what percentage of what they can do will they do? And you start fractioning it out, and it goes to, like, citizens. If every citizen did their due duty, oh, we can have a 1% effect. And it's like... You said duty. Duty. (laughs) And it's like, instead of that, it's like, why don't we have a policy that could have a 10% effect like that? Instead of like, like spreading this message that it's all up to us to save the world. And it's like, 
if you want to save the world, you know, get your shit together and like go into one of those industries, work your entire life off. And just maybe after 50 years of effort, you might make the problem 1% better. Otherwise, fuck off. Like quit acting like you're a good person. <laughs> like you're not helping save the world. Right. Like I said, do all the things you want to do. Like I, you know, if you want to, I drink water from Fiji. I don't know if it's actually better, but it seems better. Like I do things it tastes that better. And it's like if I'm that same person. If I've heard being of, green makes you feel good, do it. But. I've heard stories about how we're taking the water from those people yeah. over there, some shit like that. That is like really dark. <laughs> that's why I like it. I try yeah, not to. That. <laughs> I try not to think about it. We uh we have our water because we got our guns. I, I I exclusively try to buy water that's flown from another part of the planet because that's just cool. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking that's a water bottle. Actually, right most of the things that you probably eat are probably from a different region of where's, the earth where's my a lot from? of organic food is flown in from china yeah that's a that's a whole oh. big thing i could yeah. shit all over that's interesting i'm pretty this sure is... if you get like elk or any kind of like wild game like that yeah it's very often from another continent like it's usually like new zealand i think is big on elk so you're getting your elk that you're eating in here from some fucking elk farm it's not even like wild elk it's just elk an from elk an elk farm. farm in new zealand yeah i've always wondered why we don't have more deer farms yeah for real like yeah. since deer is so good, why don't we eat deer and raise deer? Is I don't know. Interesting. This water is an Aldi water bottle mm-hmm. I bought. Uh, source: Kentland, Indiana Municipal Water. I had no idea. Nice. That's uh, municipal water, city water. Have you ever yeah, thought? Um, and this is I'm stealing this from Joe Rogan's show, but who's the, that? For um, all the people at home, the, Joe Rogan is uh, yeah, uh, some bald guy. Uh, but basically the fact that vegan people are always so about the, the suffrage of animals and whatnot. And right. then a big giant combine comes through and fucking chews up all these animals and kills all and affects the environment that these animals live in. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you guys feel about that? What do you, what, what are your thoughts on the, um, contradictoriness? It's the sacrifice for the human machine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a pretty big uh, point. That I, that's a thing I've thought about a lot. I think I've seen that same episode of Joe Rogan. Well, he he, he has a problem with bringing up the same shit. Oh, yeah. I listen to him like I probably, I probably listen you to ever, at least three fours yeah, of every episode. So I know he brings the same fucking shit up all the time. And every time he, I'm like, oh, here we go. Because I've heard this rant on. This is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a big thing with that is uh, it's like if you want to minimize the amount of death you bring the world only by local farmed meat one animal died for your food yeah that's about it and almost no animals died in raising that animal or because it's from a small farm becoming a hunter yeah yeah that's, that's a big the one the biggest one i would think because you can kill an animal and it could feed you for a really and you're killing that one animal yeah if you're a whole foods vegan your food killed thousands yeah and now now you can argue that like eating meat is even worse because that animal died, but also raising its food, all those animals died. Yeah. Eat from a local farmer that grass-fed beef. Mm-hmm. Then almost no animals die from feeding that cow So the grass. best actions that you could take are being a hunter yes. and growing your food in your backyard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to be a... You could go even further and just be a vegan that grows their own food, but most vegans aren't. But I'm they just still want to be hoity-toity about it. I'm just going to eat dirt. Yeah, because they told There's me a, that God made dirt and dirt hey, don't hurt. Plants feel pain. That's true. Yeah, yeah that was the tree. Started, Back to yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah, the, uh, the dirt yeah. though. I've seen in in Africa a uh, tribe who has no uh, grounds for growing, mm-hmm. no fertile ground. They just make mud cookies. They take mud and then dry them out, and then that's what they eat for sustenance. Sustenance sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty actually. You ever had a mud cookie? Yeah, they're 
Like eating a brick. My house is made out of my food. These are adobe <laughs> cookies. Delicious. You could build a little hut with them. Oh. A small hut for your dog before you get it fat and eat it because you have a dog and you eat mud. Mm-hmm. I guess you would probably eat your dogs before mud. So they probably don't have any dogs anymore. Yeah. I feel like if you've gotten to mud, then you've exhausted <laughs> all the other kinda options. Kind of jumped it up yeah. a little bit. But that's part of the... Uh, all, all of that. I kind of get annoyed with the labels of certain things. Like, And this goes back to people using GMOs. light bulbs because it makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah. I think being able to tell people that you're a vegetarian or a vegan is like, that makes you feel better than all the other stuff that you yeah. say that you're actually Because I'm better doing. than you. Yeah. Because I don't do these horrible things that you do. And then they proceed to give you a lecture on how right. what you're doing is wrong, how everything you do is wrong. That's annoying. How man. do you know someone's a uh, vegetarian? They'll tell you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've always told vegans vegetarian. It, it's just religion without scripture. Yeah. It, it, they're like, oh, it's just logical. If you just think about it logically. Like Sam Harris, I'm a big fan of Sam Harris, but yeah. he, he essentially makes that claim. If you just think about it logically, there's really no other alternative. It's like, if you make a lot of religious assumptions, yes. Well, I've been right. doing this thing straight to that with where I don't eat any meat, but it's solely yeah. for the purpose of pooping better. Yeah. It feels so good to poop. I hate pooping. I it's not bad when you don't have like when that's Isn't just, this approximately where last episode we started talking about poop again? <laughs> Probably. <sighs> I it's don't want to talk about poop again. But I will not call myself a vegetarian. Yeah. But I, I'll eat some beans mm-hmm. and that stuff. Like eat beans. My my diet is mostly beans and it just comes beans. right out. It's like a foot and a half long. Stop. It's crazy. Stop. <laughs> I've gone the opposite. I'm like 80% carnivore. So if I have any bias against veganism, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's my father's meat that he raises. So like my environment, like I'm not an environmentalist really, but my environmental impact is lower than like 90% of people just because I very rarely buy groceries. Yeah. Like at least when it comes to my major calorie source. So by accident, I'm probably greener than most green people and most vegans. Yeah. Put that in your face, vegans. Yeah. So now I can wave my dick in front of their face. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Say I'm better than you. I'm the best because I don't do this thing. Yeah. That's that. That's where I was at with the uh, the Starbucks straws, with the sippy cup lid, mm. with the plastic. It's still plastic, right? Yeah. It's still plastic. I mean, I think so. Yeah. It's, it's the, the whole straws thing. So we found after we recorded last week, um, the Trump straws. Mm-hmm. Did you see about those, Garrett? Oh, that Trump made his own straws? Yeah, Trump made his own straws to stand against liberals and buy Trump straws. They were selling for $1.50 a piece, packs of 10. They were 15 bucks. People, they sold out. They sold out in one day, and then those were immediately already on eBay for 40 bucks a pack. If he had lost, he'd be my favorite human on the planet. Just that amount of amazing trolling. But the fact that he's the leader of the free world <laughs> yeah, is, like, is a little scary, right? I appreciate the straw trolling, Mr. Trump, but uh, you're a goddamn president. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not just some guy, I think. It's 45. <laughs> he's my president. Jesus, dude. Sometimes I forget that this real. That we well, this turn... is just... Somebody's just found mods to the simulation, right? That I'm gonna wake up and like... It's 2011, and I was like, man, that was a trippy-ass dream, because like a lot of this weird shit This has been a happened. really long fever dream. I'm gonna, man, I as soon as we get out of here, I'm typing in cheat code to... Cheat codes to the, the simulation. simulation. Yeah. Uh, R1, R1, R2, R1, yeah. left, down, right, up, left, down, right, up. Was that it? 
Harp on Harp. Grand Theft Auto. Guns and Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I've done those a few times. It's back in the days where you had to write them out. Is oh. It's a R1, R2, L1, R2. Left, down, right, up, left, down. And then around and around. Yep. Or you can do around and then down, 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 down. And yep. it'll give you two different. Yeah, they were, two they different were three different. I uh, went to Jim's house, a good friend of mine, not, not producer Jim, uh, yeah. friend Jim. When I was a kid, he, he's always been older. He worked with my mom. Uh, and I tried to print. I said I could print out some cheat codes for uh, there you go. Grand, Keep Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That close. All right. And... Uh, I uh, clicked print and uh, 50 pages came out and he was Hell very yeah. upset. Back in the <laughs> and day. I still have him to this day. I can find him. I had 52 pages of cheat codes and it wasn't like, oh, a bunch of other crap got printed. Yeah. It was all real. Right after except you maybe printed like the last page. Map quest to yeah. get to somebody's house. <laughs> oh, I used to print out, uh, my, my dad and my uncle got upset. I would print out uh, walkthrough guides mm-hmm. for video games. It's playing like Ocarina, like 200 page, super small text. It was just the. I had tons of those. Print out pictures of Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Naked. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I tried to d- download all of uh, Red versus Blue, and I did every season at the time, which was uh, think fifth season had just started, so there are four seasons out. Season one was right. Season two was right. Season three was actually season four. So what it was is very Red versus Blue. Oh. Uh, I guess I should. Uh, it's a yeah. It's tell a, for the people at home. Yeah. Red versus blue. It's I a mean. cartoon that was made completely in the Halo game engine. Uh, You've probably seen clips at some point, but it, it was huge and like it's still going on. But it was huge, like the two thousand and red Halo era to like two thousand uh, like fifteen. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like they they're filming in the video game and they're making like cartoons. I watched this thing last night about GTA, the newest one. I guess is five, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Well, this guy has like where he gets, I don't know how he does it, but he, I don't know that much about video games in this sense, but he has some kind of like um, room where he and a bunch of other people are cops and they just go around the towns of Grand Theft Auto and pretend like they're actual police officers. This is like online multiplayer. Yeah. It's called Harper or Officer Harper or something like that or Sheriff Harper. And the guys is like, they're all on their headsets and you're listening to it and they're just responding to like things happening in the city. And one of them is this fucking Tammy lady. She's like, Tammy. And it's like this fat naked lady and she's just doing crazy shit around the town. And then the police are just responding to it. But you can actually like handcuff the people, put them in the back of the car, take them to jail and put them in a jail cell. These are the mods that people have made for GTA I guess, cause you Like I saw them scroll down on a list and it like, this guy was checking license plates, like by the number on the back of the license plate and seeing whether the license plate was registered to the player. And you know, those, those in-game characters are like, man, Bobby, I think we live in a simulation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But there was this guy that was new to the, one of the new police officers and he had like this really bad, like speech impediment. And he was this kind of the strange dude. And he was saying all this funny stuff. And I was just watching them like, it sounds like a custom like role play server. And yeah, people. Yeah, I've people seen. get hardcore yeah. into those role plays mm-hmm. where and you're not like, allowed to mess. These up. guys are genuine. Like, yeah, they were like, um, people were arguing whether it, the 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 suspect tried to run over the cop mm-hmm. and whether they were allowed to shoot at them or not for doing that. He was stopping at stop signs. He was like in game. Yes, and like going to a gas station. And announcing himself and being like, come out with your hands up or we're coming in. Like, yeah. stuff like it was very like, 
a lot of those, if you do, if you mess up, if you joke about it, I, yeah. Garrett, we've I, been kicked I, off, haven't we? I, play uh, servers. I was a uh, court martialed. Uh, I joined a Halo server as a private, yeah. and it took. I waited for two hours to for a trainer to come. Otherwise, I couldn't get into the server. So I just did other things while it was loaded up. And finally, a guy came to train me, and it was a Spartan. He was like a high level player, but he, he just felt bad and trained me because so because all the trainers were off. Uh, and so to train how to be. Yeah, I was, how I was, to play the game? How I, to play the game for this particular? Yes, role that's what they were doing. In your this. Gun away. They were training this officer. Like yeah. he was with Officer Harper or whatever, and he was following along with him, and he was telling him how to do like certain things. Oh yeah, and, that like, sounds exactly what that is. But it was just I like I would I wish I had my Xbox because I would get in on this. Dude. They had an actual trial for you, right? Yeah, I. Uh, so an in-game actual trial. I, you know, I was doing. I was getting the role. I was saluting when I needed to put my gun away. It took forever. I probably played six hours and like nothing happened. But I just had a key card and I was just swiping on shit. And I'm like, I'm just gonna walk around and swipe stuff because we're in between missions, so we had downtime. You know, I had already gotten my chow. So uh, I just walk up to a door, swipe. Eh, doesn't work. Walk away. And I'm <laughs> as I'm walking away, like 30 minutes later, uh, a rope goes on my character. It's all built in the Half-Life 2 engine. It's all those Gary's mod stuff. Uh, a rope goes on my character, a blindfold gets thrown over my head and I can break my strains. Like that's even part of the game. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. I don't know what's happening. They drag me. I'm in front of a judge and it's, a, these are all real people. I have, uh, like a bailiff. There's a judge. There's like my, uh, uh there, because it's court, I don't have a, an offense attorney, but there was a prosecutor and I'm like, uh, and they accuse me. I had swiped my card on a door for top secret clearance and i do not have i only have base level clearance and they knew that and i was like uh i'm sorry sir it's my first day on the the base i i i was just randomly swiping my uh key card on random doors i I know that's not a good excuse but that's what i was doing and this dude i'd been hanging out with shows up and it's like the most movie moment in the in a video game ever he walks in and bursts in the corner he's like i was with him sorry sir Uh, i was supposed to be escorting him around and and i let him get lost he's brand new they're like Sir, you do not have permission to speak in this courtroom. Like they ate him out. Oh my god! Then now they're more mad at him. This isn't so, a video game. Yeah, this is a video game. Crazy. Yeah, the one I was watching had like EMTs. Oh yeah, and they had like I, I think it would be so fun to be. I don't know if I'd want to be one of the officers, but I think it'd be fun to be like Tammy, or because you just get to go around and do whatever the fuck you want, yeah. and the cops just chase you, and they could not catch her, and it was it was pretty funny. Like she was just fucking fat lady <laughs> swimming around and they're trying to catch her and ta- they had tasers i didn't even know they had tasers in gta uh, they, they make that game real life they just added like a yeah. big casino dlc now you can play pretend poker in gta and it's just incredible. play poker all day and never even shoot a gun and that you know i mean crazy. i i really i laugh at it because it's funny because it's hilarious but how different is that from anyone who gets real into world of warcraft yeah. Like World of Warcraft, the whole thing is, you know, it's, it's second life fantasy. Mm. So you get to be a big ogre and you're really strong or an orc, I guess. Can't say ogre. The people who play WoW are really not going to be happy with that. Well, I think the the joy of it is, <laughs> uh-oh. Oh, no. Is you go through all the pain and suffering and boredom of playing the game as the recruit because yeah. eventually you get to be like, what it's like in real life to be a general and you get to yell at another player and they have to do what you say and they have to be subordinate because they want to be able to be you one day. And so that's what a moment you don't get very often if you're a useless loser. 
such as myself. So I really liked it, but I only only played it that one time, but I, I mean, of course I pushed the boundaries, tried to troll as much as I could. I ended up accidentally stealing a uh, military helicopter. It was a a Halo one, the Falcon, if anyone's played Halo and it just flew up into the air. I didn't, I was just going to sit, I was trying to get in it. My squad had left and I was, you know, just fucking around. So I had left, uh, missed evacuation and uh, we had lost the battle Uh, because you do respawn. Like a lot of it's all, you have to pretend that you died in battle and then you come back as a different recruit. But I hopped in the helicopter trying to get a passenger with some ODSTs because I knew they were going back to the mothership and you have to be loaded. Now for those at home, (laughs) will you say what ODST is? Oh yeah. Uh, they're just like top of level soldiers in the Halo universe. Like they're, they're, they were way above rank than me. People who play, put thousand hours into the simulation. Those were the ODSTs. That's insane. So I'm trying to hitch a ride so I can get back to the mothership and I don't have to admit so, that like, I didn't follow So like to someone orders. like being like, yeah, man, I, I'm an ODST now. Like that would be a big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, Inside the game for it, sure. It's the highest rate sort of being like a Spartan, which is that's like Master Chief. If people not familiar with Halo, that's like I Super Master Soldier. Chief is. But There's only like 50 people on the entire server that are Spartans. So like just the step below that are like generals and ODSTs. Like they're the coolest the soldiers can get without being like, a superhero basically damn and you have to basically put hundreds of dollars into the game if you want to get become a spartan like they have a patreon and shit jeez this stuff gets way more intense than i oh yeah the rabbit hole never yeah. stops yeah so, so i didn't get in the passenger seat i got in the driver's seat and i hear we have a, a unauthorized vehicle taking off sir you must land and so I was like, landed as fast as i could jumped out i was still high in the air my character died so i respawned in the med bay and they never found out it was me. Somehow they knew I swiped my card, but they couldn't. They didn't know how to scan. They didn't know the, that you stole. They didn't know how to scan the Falcon uh, to see which ID was. Falcon. <laughs> and I just ended up uh, riding back with the med medical team they hadn't left yet. And so that's the only reason I made it back, and no one questioned why I missed. Uh, this is roleplay like, server. This is yeah. crazy to me, dude. Yeah, like I, I was so scared. I'm, I'm learning about this forever. like from yesterday, so this is kind of like crazy to me. And I didn't end up going back because it is a lot of work. Like. Mm. I played for eight hours and I was not even close to getting one rank and it takes like 50 ranks before you can actually yeah. do something fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so many, so many hobbies that actually exist in real life, quote unquote, are now just virtual like that. Like uh, somebody said something about Minecraft uh, and then the defense was, well, we have Legos. Like people build Legos, people build yeah. things, build their fantasies and, and that's fine, but why is it not? I saw on something. Video game? I don't know how hard it is to do this, but I saw some Minecraft video where this guy had made like this secret dungeon that his friends didn't know about, and he like swam down. You swim underwater, and you open this like door that doesn't look like a door, and then you go in, and this guy had built an entire house like with like a layer of different rooms underneath. and all these different crazy things underneath the water, and none of his friends knew it was even there. And that might be sound normal to you guys, but that just seem, yeah, seems kind of. I like, never got into Minecraft, so I don't know much about it. Just the um, like the time and effort that goes into building these things, like uh, it, it always seemed like a waste of time for me. I because agree, I don't enjoy because building. Imagine that stuff. the things that you could do with that time in the physical world, but also or on you know becoming an ODST. Yeah, you could spend your time not on Minecraft. I yet. would never do that. <laughs> I could never do that. Not that, that there's anything wrong with it, but I just... Not that there's, it just, not that there's anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I, That's become... Uh, playing I, video games is the new gay of the 90s. I'm just very much like, do whatever you want with your time, and I'm like, I'm not going to be that good person that's like, you should be doing this. But also, like, 
Like, um, for you, speaking for you. Yeah, it's just hard to see myself. Yeah, because, I mean, think like, about it. Like, I wouldn't, yeah, I would get, my girlfriend would break up with me. Like, I mean, I, if you, if you were to play that, right? Yeah. If you were to play something like Minecraft or, or you know, the Halo role play, I mean, you wouldn't have time in the real world to do things like, you know, fix your pool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You wouldn't have that time. It's looking all right. Yeah, so no, fuck it's... Off. <laughs> uh, it looks real great right now. <laughs> it doesn't look bad. No, it looks seriously but way better. Um, but what I was saying is just kind of like th- another thing that's frustrating and the reason why I can never do it either is because I wouldn't be able like the the reward time. I'm like an instant reward kind of guy. So if you're like, hey, you got to fucking play this game for a bajillion years to be even become an inkling of something yeah. cool. I'd be like, fuck that. I need instant gratification. Like I want to be the superhero now. Yeah. I'm the, not. Yeah. The first thousand hours are pretty shitty, but man, when you, when you get there, when you hit that point, Oh yeah. Th- there was a dude in that server at 3000 hours like, and I never, so crazy. I didn't even know that existed till I randomly found it on Gary's mod. Like I did. And there was the hundreds of people, 42 days. 42 full days but yeah. okay so if we chop that 41.6 down into like, is a thousand how many work days with us so how it's eight with eight hours because i want to know of like how much he could have been out of job making money 125 jesus it's a hundred though a thousand divided by eight 125 yeah so you'd have 125 so work days yeah before he would yeah to be, to be divide by 20 i guess it's a cheap hobby gary's mod is a free game like it he yeah. could be doing drugs six, and six months and gambling week. in a casino you know i guess it's i'm just trying just in my head like he's just i'm guessing the, it's mostly the productivity like of this it is, you know this is I mean? the like, wokeism coming out yeah. this is you see you play video games but i do things in real life like buy who's green, saying green that light bulb who's saying that <laughs> hey just, uh, genuinely <laughs> whatever makes you happy dude you fucking go do that i, I get too much puss to play video games <laughs> Is there someone behind me? Because that's not me. Yeah, no, no that was me saying that. Oh, that's, okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't actually play video games. They're fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wild and for me, it's always been that there's very there's something very very cool about video games. Yeah, but I've just never been able to fully jump on board with it. I mean, it would depend on the video game. Like I, I, the new game that I've been playing that I really enjoy, and in between the, the stuff I'm doing, I've been playing that. It's the. Uh, League of Legends Team Fight Tactical. Yeah. It's auto chess, which is a new genre. That's I don't know if it's new actually, but I've recently learned of it, so I would expect it's new cuz if if I doesn't know, yeah. if I don't know it, it's new. You know? Uh, I yeah. don't I've never heard of it and that's my world is immersion. So auto chess is you so. have units and then you set them strategically on the the board and then they have their own auto actions. Ah. So in this game, the League of Legends TFT, it's the League of Legends characters mimicking the auto chess. So you have your uh, your your bow, uh, Varus is one of them. So you drop him out there, and then when the combat actually begins, you are not clicking things, you're not making him fight, you're not pressing buttons to shoot the arrow. He just does that. But if I put him in the front line, he'll probably die faster. I need him to be strong, so I put him in the back line. So there's that strategy. There's a lot of RNG. There's a re-roll because you're trying to buy characters. You get gold per round. You're buying characters. You're putting them out there. And that's been really fun. I like I like learning those combinations, different team structures, and then playing with friends. 
which is the big one for me. I, I really like social gaming. Like if I can play with other people, I'm going to enjoy it a lot more than like Minecraft. I know you can play with other people, but a lot of the people I know who played Minecraft, like they just go into the room and they go to their fantasy land and that's perfectly cool. And then they build, but there's not other interaction. I, I never played it a ton, but like I've put in a decent amount. Like I, I think it's a good game, but uh, it, interesting. Uh, that League of Legends is interesting. It seems like a great way to get people that played League of Legends once and were like, oh my God. Yeah. And you go, no, this is, you just, it's like chess. You just send out a player. It's, it seems like a good way that like you can play the, if you know the game really well or you don't know the game at all, you can play it and maybe still have a chance yeah. of doing it right. It's like a. See, I'm cool with that because I hate, that's what I hate about video games nowadays is that you have to put in so much time <laughs> to even be relevant in the game. Like yeah. Call of Duty if you don't play all the time and you walk onto the battlefield, you're going to get fucking if you killed in five seconds. And if you don't get it the day and moment it comes out and yeah. throw all your... Yeah. Mordhau like, you was that way You better start putting in work, putting in work, because if you're not, then you're just you're going to fall behind. Yeah, Mord, Mordhau was that way instantly. We were both, Garrett and I were both playing that game when it came out. And did you get it the day of? Uh, close. Like, it just kind of popped out. Like yeah. They weren't very good at, like, announcing it. So no, it, it just, just showed it just up rolled one day. out. So, like, within three days of it coming about, I got it. That was the sword fight game where you have to actually swing your mouse in the direction, your weapon, uh. and you have to use the jumps. And so you had to learn your combat system very quickly. Mm -hmm. And there were people who, of course, because it's an online worldwide game, people who, that's all they did. Suddenly, that's it. And some people have that opportunity to do that, and that's cool. And, uh, but and, you fall behind if you and don't. And people had it in beta. So were people had 1,000 hours and 2,000 hours in the game when it launched. So, so they were all automatically on horseback spearing people, and everyone else is like, how do I draw my weapon? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's a brutal game. So I meme it. I, I rock. like a, I'll put on some rocks. It's an equipable weapon that costs very cheap, so I'll put on like six rocks and just beat people in the head with rocks. Or we did, we did I don't know if I told you, Shane, we did that, uh, the Sonic, the Sonic and Dr. Eggman. <laughs> I made oh, a character yeah. in all blue that just ran. And then he made Dr. Eggman. I made Jim Carrey's Dr. Eggman from the shitty train. <laughs> the mustache. Yeah. So then we just, everybody is taking this game super serious. They're all knights and big weapons and bows and they're fighting, typing in commands. And then you have Sonic and Dr. Eggman running around <laughs> this medieval battlefield. That's funny. Typing in the chat, gotta go fast and give me those chaos emeralds. And people are like, what the fuck? Unfortunately, the game doesn't have voice chat because that would just make the memeing that much better. So oh, yeah. I'm in chat saying, bring me Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's way more fun for me than taking it seriously trolling most of the people, time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the light trolling's fun. Well, the good thing is you, you kill someone with a meme weapon. That's awesome. And if they kill you, who cares? You're using a meme weapon. So yeah. if, I, if I die while I'm using rocks, who cares? But if I get them, I just teabag them until they respawn and come kill me again. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't. You can't unget killed by the rock guy, and so you can't. They do not have medieval courts yet in that game, so no. we could we got away with that. That's why I like joining new games. A big thing from small developers is they have very bad anti-troll uh, things, and yeah. you can get away with a lot for a long time before you get banned. I, I've probably been five-minute banned in that game a hundred times. I haven't <laughs> even played that many in, hours. <laughs> as soon as I get frustrated with the losing because the people are really really good at the game i'm like okay well i'm gonna troll get banned from five or six servers and call it a night <laughs> and i do that all the time nice. it's the fun this it's the little fun. things in life i yeah. uh, uh i guess i should i'll say it on the podcast i, I made a, a character that you know may wear white robes and have a um turban looking 
thing on his head and uses fire pots to light things on fire. And I may say popular known catchphrases of uh, terrorists in the chat. Like Allah Akbar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, okay. Allah Akbar, the burn really the infidel. Like. <laughs> Just oh, a God. lot of A's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nothing but A's, baby. Well, we've had some good talks and we did get through our list, man. We're uh, about an hour and 40 minutes now, so we'll... You want to wrap it up? Yeah. I think this is a good place. The Allahu Akbar and Firepots is a good place to uh, come back to. I look forward to hearing that quoted on my like job, my boss coming in 30 years from now saying, did you say there's some podcast? Yeah, we, uh, we listened to Thunder World Podcast, and it says here that uh, you like racist characters online, Garrett? Speaking of saying things that I don't plan on saying and paying for them later yeah. uh yeah <laughs> the <laughs> historic irvington <laughs> yeah so my buddy mark is an artist right mm-hmm. you know we know mark mark's made oh, our yeah, cover art mark. for we love mark yeah mark's the man well he was a part of irvington the town this is a small town in indiana um where they have a halloween festival every yep. year and they do a poster for it and mark submitted his poster which is really badass, by the way. Yeah, it's really good, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, and then, so they basically asked everyone to submit their votes, and by voting for this, you they would decide a winner. Right. That's how I was re- received it in the beginning. On Facebook and at the yeah. Irvington Library. So, yeah, yeah, you could either go to the Irvington Library, or you could, library, library, and you could vote there, or you could cast your vote online. Right. So... We, as supporters of Mark and many other supporters that Mark has, band together and everybody got, you know, I mean, without us, he would have had hundreds and hundreds right. and hundreds of likes anyway. He only got that high because of us, right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> yeah. heard. So, so basically, um, so it comes down to the, they're deciding who wins, right? Right. And he has 873 likes is what I think it was. And yeah, Jim pulled those up. Yeah. And, um, the, the guy who wins what got 700 and something likes and was just below him. And his art was great. 844 for marks a 771 for, uh, the winners. Yeah. So I really like the guy who won also, but Mark gets, uh, and then the closest person after that, like I think second place got 271 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, so, and the problem I have with that is that Mark got fourth place, meaning that he got the most likes and also that they decided and he got fourth place. Yep. So basically, yet last night, everyone was kind of outraged, mostly just me. I feel like, <laughs> like I was really upset ab- yeah. about it. So I kind of went on a thread on on the website on their page and just kind of wanted to know how that was figured out and yeah. who decides that and how someone who had the most likes could get fourth place. So basically, you know, it came out later that it basically is just a, a decision of the um, the, the judges, the, the judges, committee, right? yeah. But they don't make that very clear. What's that called? The, uh, the who who actually makes the jokes? I can't think of it. Electoral College. Yeah. Yeah, it was so, it was that kind of premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won popular. 
did yeah. not win electoral vote. Right. And I just basically wanted to make it a point to say how fucking proud I am of Mark for yeah. coming up with that. First awesome. and foremost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how awesome it was. And just how me as his friend, I'm just butthurt by the whole thing because it was I was under the impression that he was going to win because of they make it sound like the votes count towards something. Yes. But in the fine print, it basically says at some point it's up to the judges and that's it. I think that's why he got fourth is because he was so high on there. Yeah. Uh, looking at it from that political point, as first, I, I don't think you said anything wrong on that thread either. Oh, no, um, I don't feel like I did at all. I mean, no, I was didn't. just sticking up for my friend because somebody you know, said something about him spamming yeah. all of his... Um, his votes and basically I think that's ridiculous because don't post something on Facebook about voting right and then tell and then get mad at the person or give them shit for asking their following which yeah. I would say all those people that like that are followers of Mark and his artwork right and we just kind of rally together and and ask people to go like that just like and they I saw and the other really people cool. doing that yep the guy who won first place I saw him a friend of his putting his stuff out. Yeah. So that was kind of like everybody was doing that. Right. And the part that, about it that bothers me is that I guess it's not so much. My, my problem is with the way that it was communicated. Out. Yeah. It wasn't. I wish they would have said that the votes didn't mean anything. Yeah. Cause they really didn't because if the votes meant something, then Mark would not have got fourth place. Right. He would have had first. If it was votes alone, he would have had first. And I agree with Mark when he says, you know, like, even second place, like I, I maybe not first place, but fourth. Come on, yeah. Like that was, I was just so shocked that, by the whole thing. And you know, we were actually in a um, a group chat last night yep. talking about it, saying kind of you were getting back from your trip, and we were just kind of all going over. And our our buddy yep. Calvin, that you guys know if you listen to the show, was livid because he's a social justice. He's kind of like one of those people that he he's down for the cause. Anything that's wrong in the in the world, he's. <laughs> He kind of gets on on board with he's that. He's very loyal about that. Yeah, he is, and and that's what I love about Calvin so much. He's always got your back as long as what you're Absolutely. arguing about is right and just or whatever. Yeah. So we were all kind of talking about it, and it just, I don't know, it just seems like it's been bothering me. Yeah, no, I, it, it came off as very disingenuous from what I had read of what they had posted yeah. because I read it the same way. Mm-hmm. How it was, how the language was was, mm-hmm. hey. Cast your votes. We're having a 73rd party for Historic Irvington. And these artists, if you're an artist, submit your illustration. Here's your rules as a submitter. And Mm -hmm. it says something about like not selling it, giving it to the organization, selling posters for charity. Cool. We found all that out later last night. But their post was submit your art. Art was submitted then. They had a bunch of artists who who entered the end. And same as you, same as what Mm -hmm. I've talked with Mark and some other people with it. Uh, Mark's art, is what I wanted to see as that. I thought his art was really cool. Yeah. I thought the person who got first place, I thought his art was really cool. Yeah. And I, aside from the competition, didn't vote for it during that time for that reason, because I also thought if, if you vote, that vote matters. Mm -hmm. That person now is, is in the running. Yeah. And Mark's had the most. And it did not specify out there for mm-hmm. voters or participants in this mm-hmm. that their vote was only there yeah. 
to cause attention to this festival more than it was to actually vote for the art. Yeah. And, and had the, it said that, I would not have voted. And Mark would have understood why I hadn't voted because yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Right. What is the point of saying cast your vote for exactly. which one you like the most if the person that gets the most likes is fourth fucking place? The asterisk, the caveat that said the judges get final say wasn't there. Mm-mm. I never saw that until yeah. last night post post the winnings. That's there were where certain the people in the threads I don't, I'm not sure where they get got it, or it could have been super easy to access, but I couldn't find it. It was basically fine read, you know, fine print of saying how basically the judge have the final yeah. say. Well, if the damn public had just picked right, then they wouldn't have to change the result. It's <laughs> <laughs> really it's our fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it my thing is just it, you know. Well, they want to pick who they want to pick, but they also want the advantage of the free advertising. That's and, exactly so, it. And it sounds like it's purposely deceptive. That's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, purpose- That's what, that's what you, I read, and you. I read it yeah. as expedience. It was intentionally not communicated so that people would respond. Like yeah. 800, 700, like those are yeah. big numbers. Lots of people got to see yeah. and got to spread that historic yeah. Irvington is doing a 73rd Halloween And Mark festival. and his friends contributed to bringing that many people to the festival and, and, exactly. and there's going to be people that go to that now because of you know Mar- yeah. uh, mark's art that's why i and thought it was very disingenuous that they didn't communicate that because had they i i still would have liked it i still would have shared it yeah however i would have been exactly understanding what their intention yeah. was they, and th- that's where it is it's if, deception if somewhere in the post of the voting said at the end the judges will decide i would have been fine with that they didn't communicate but it was deceptive it on purpose and then when when I messaged them directly on their page, they said nothing back to me. Yeah, they read it. I my exact message, uh, so that nobody thinks you know I was going out to attack him because that was not the point of. Yeah, of mine that. was the same way. I was just like, I'd like to know your rules, basically. Is all I, I said. I sent. Uh, I posted this in the chat, and then there was an option to to send it to the group, and I did. And it said, congratulations to the winners. Can someone explain to me how those winners were decided? Mm -hmm. That was it. That was the question. It wasn't even rallying for Mark in that instance or against anyone else. It wasn't. It was just, how were these decided? Yeah. And there were, um, there was, there was, like you said, a lot of defense came back, like negative defense, supporting another one of the artists who won. But the, our point, I think my point was he had the most votes. Yeah. He had the most votes, and he got fourth place. Yeah, that's the that's the major insult to to yeah. What I think, and a is lot of those comments insult. for him said like Mark should have won, or this is rigged, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, which, I like those. This is rigged, rigged, rigged. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, like I don't want to huge rig. Affi- you know, put myself with those comments because right. I would never say that. I didn't want to comment on other people's art. Right. The proof is just in the pudding, mathematically, or whatever the fuck you want to say. Like we were talking vote. about statistics or earlier. Popular vote, not populist. Eight hundred and whatever. Versus the second place person got 271 and you don't take that into consideration at all. Right. And then I have a feeling that this whole thing is just like these people are, are in the community. Um, some of the people that submitted their art are also in that community. And Mark is an outsider that's not in that community. And so his, you know, his poster could have been amazing. You know, it could have been, you know, right. whatever. And, they still wouldn't have liked. No, no matter what, they wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. So that's just kind of. Awards tend to be very uh, political. I I follow a podcast. A guy tells a story. He worked on a, a 
a game award for to gives indie games. So it was a very small award show, but mm. they helped you know indie games that never would have gotten attention otherwise. And it was all political. They played a game where you you played as demons, and the demon could throw a door in two different areas, and you could walk between them. Uh, that game went on to be Portal, one of the most successful video games of all time. They didn't pick it because the developer was in talks with Valve, and they bought, bought by Valve and came this huge game, game Portal, like I said, one of the biggest games of all time. Yeah. So because they were in talks with Valve and were going to make it anyway, the, he was told that he wasn't allowed to pick Demon Doors or whatever it was called, the, pre, right. the pre-Portal Portal. And that's just, that's award shows right there. That's, I mean, it's not even hidden in the Oscars. Like, yeah. Yeah. if you don't play the Oscars game, you don't get nominated. Yeah. And that's why, like, garbage movies that you're like, how did that get nominated? It's because they played the game, right? Yeah. And so they'll get, like, a pity one because the Oscars know they're not good enough for Best Picture. But, right. But Suicide Squad got a hair, like, st- hair styling or something, special effect. It's something yeah. even like something Suicide dumb. Squad, really? so bad. Yeah. Is it, they, one, they rubbed the right shafts and got right in. Yeah. I definitely fell asleep in that movie. Yeah, like the the villain was the worst part. With some sort of suicide squad. Well, oh, also great. just like half the action. They, they to to create action in that movie, they had like these poop monsters. <laughs> That's what they look like to me. Just giant poop monsters. I fell asleep halfway. It's through, so bad. They're just like uh, how like you know how po- Power Rangers uses putties. Yeah, That's what they fucking were. They're like, I don't know how to create any action with like an actual villain, so I'm just gonna put these bad guys in it that Fight look like giant monsters. pieces of shit. It's mindless goo. Yeah, uh, you can tell like in scenes what when what is when they brought in the new director to do reshoots because like suddenly Will Smith goes from serious to just another Will Smith being Will Smith. Yeah, and then Margot Robbie's like New York accent comes out when she doesn't have it in other scenes. Also, how do you cast Margot Robbie J. as uh, Harley Quinn? Like, if you want to do a Harley Quinn that doesn't have the accent, whatever, reimagining. Margot Robbie, really? Hmm. She has a New York accent. They had her tone down her real accent She's to Australian. play Harley Quinn. Was, yeah, she has but, the Australian Australian Okay, well, the last movie I saw her with, she she does a great New York Then Okay, I'm... Retconning. Uh, we'll go back uh, and edit. Don't worry. <laughs> sorry, uh, there was like a Wall Street movie that she was in right before Wolf that. Of Wall she, Wolf of Wall Street. Which was, yeah. Okay, yeah. I've, I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. I, I sound bad at, bad at remembering actresses. She has a New York accent in that movie. Mm-hmm. And she, I've seen her do... Okay, I guess that's why I thought she didn't know she was Australian. Cause I've seen Are her, you Bob Lazar? <laughs> I've seen her do an interview <laughs> in that accent. <laughs> no, she has done a New York accent. But Yeah, it's like, how do you cast someone who can do a great New York accent in like a movie that won a bunch of awards? Yeah. You know, not like some shitty accent. The continuity where in that she was horrible. Yeah. Like the continuity of the historic Irvington art contest. Dude, I'm just honestly, dis- not that it's going to make any difference, but I'm just disappointed, man. Yeah. It just seems like that was such a wholesome thing. It seemed like from the outside, yeah. and then once it all got decided, it was like, man, to just me, like everything else in the world, it's fucking politics. To me, it just, it's just too, uh, it's, it makes me feel the same way I felt when Game of Thrones ended. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. The ending was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that was expected yeah. or played out intentionally was wrong and yeah. twisted at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And I've had to keep we telling like, myself that. <sighs> okay, that's that's where we're at. John got it. John got exiled. Okay, he's not the king. I've had to tell myself that Mark over and forth. over in the okay. past two days, or since I found out, is this like. There's nothing I can do about this. Yeah. And that's what makes me even more infuriated about the whole situation is right. that like stuff like I almost am mad that, you know, I'm sure he I don't know how he feels about it, but just the fact that he 
entered the contest and that was allowed to happen just would make, you know, it's just, yeah, he's probably a lot more rational and chill about it than I'm being, but it just seems like a giant disservice and not, you know, like it's not fair, but you know, the fucking world's not fair. I get that and all yeah. that jazz, but it just, it just, I don't even like think about it because it just fucking. So once again, me. at one hour and 54 minutes of this podcast, we are saying we are not shitting or talking shit about any of the other winners or anybody who submitted yeah, it yeah. or just Mark. The, or, it's just the communication that came from historic mm-hmm. Irvington marketing on Facebook and the actuality of the event. And that it was seemed to be done purposely that yes. way for that's what uh, the, the big issue is. So yeah. if anyone listening is historic Irvington or you're part of that community to which you can, you can vote, voice your opinion or other people's opinions make sure if you're going to do a voting thing be honest about it tell Mm -hmm. them right up that you're not even if you win doesn't matter judges get final say say that say that in the vote and don't be dishonest about it yeah and And then you won't have people messaging you on your page asking what the fuck the rules are exactly and buy green light bulbs so you can shit on poor people exactly (laughs) buy thumb your nose at them (laughs) (laughs) you don't care about the environment you fucking loser yeah i'm gonna after this though i'm gonna go back in my electric car (laughs) drive back home hey the homeless are doing it green you don't need all that stuff oh you don't that's pretty green to not have a house those are just extreme minimal yeah that's super green isn't it yeah don't have, they even, don't have a car. They don't have a house. Yeah. They're, They're the most privileged, aren't they? You can probably go to dumpsters behind Whole Foods and eat some pretty, you know, And not even have grass to pay fed. for it. Mm-hmm. Not even be part of the In God We Trust yeah, fiat yeah, money. They're not, you know, none of that. You know, you had to grow that cotton somewhere. Now they're not dealing with money. Coins, you know, infinite recyclability. Go homeless people. <laughs> so that's Garrett's push. Uh, <sighs> ethical homelessness. That's a good one. Garrett. Thank you for coming on today, man. Thank you we for really, having me. I appreciate your your thoughts on this stuff because we we talk a lot, um, and so I I like to have you back and talk some more, talk more political things, more philosophical questions. Um, what's going on in your life? Tell uh, the people at home where they can find you or not find you. Uh, um, I need some kind of. I have a lot of thoughts like uh, of things to do, but there's not really things I can push now, like. Uh, at guy with dumb hat on Twitter, but I just kind of say half baked political ideas. Like I, uh, I want to start live streaming again. So if I come back on later and I've been doing that, I'll, I'll plug that or something, but I wish I had something to plug, but there's not much. I do have a Twitter, uh, Garrett owls. I think is my name. I'm, un- I'm undercover. Uh, they don't know who I am. <laughs> I with just, the owls. I got worried that someone was going to look me up and I changed my name really quick when I was dealing with a crazy person on Twitter. And so I oh, changed yeah. it to owls just as fast as I could. So now you're I changed Garrett like three, what three letters? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the show. We mm-hmm. got through our list again. We are getting good at that. Um, we want to thank our audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you for following episodes, giving us feedback. I know Shane, you get feedback. I get feedback, messengers, mm-hmm. uh, texts. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening, buying the merch, buying shirts, and all that stuff. Yeah. You guys are the real Thunderwolves. And if you want to make Calvin Miller the third person that's a part of this show, you got to let him know. Yeah. You got to tell him that. Because I'm all, I don't know how you, we haven't actually talked about it yeah. in person, but I'm all for it. And you have to vote. We're, we're going to put it out on yeah, social and then media. We'll just decide. Yeah. The and then we'll just decide no matter what. So, 
Uh, vote for Calvin Miller, and then it won't mean a thing. But I like that idea that Justin Kelly gave us that uh, Calvin would be a good permanent addition to Thunderwolf. And I don't know if he has the time for it or he's willing to do it or even how you feel about it. But I just thought that last episode. Put me episode, on the spot. I actually hate the son of a bitch. Yeah, it was a really good episode last week and we laughed a lot. And I want to laugh like that every fucking Sunday. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And then we just have to get, he's going to have to buy his own fourth mic and <laughs> <laughs> contribute. No, but if you want to hear more of Calvin Miller, just get on his fucking Facebook or yeah. Instagram and just say, hey, you need to be on Thunderwolf more often. And for uh, for the topics, just that we said, uh, send us messages. I, I've been really working hard to use that Facebook uh, page manager. So actually responding to things as Thunderwolf and getting your messages. Um, I've had a couple so send us over uh, what you want us to talk about too. Questions, concerns, thoughts, funnies, etc. And we'll look to that. And guests, people that are interesting that you want to hear about. Or if you're an interesting person, let us know. Uh, we want to get cool guests on here and, and diversify. Uh, make, make sure you vote for me. Yeah, and vote for it Garrett won't for what? Garrett Owls. Yeah, just, Garrett Owls. Just, just vote. Put, put your voting for Garrett. It's, yeah, just it's, vote. And if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook at Thunderwolf Podcast. And then if you want to find us on Instagram, it's Thunderwolf underscore podcast. Yep. And just, you know, tell us what you want to hear, like my man Jacob here said. Yep. And we'll do our best to get over or do it. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Next week's Talk about guest, it. we're going to have uh, Peppa Pig on to see how she's doing with whistling. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Magic Squirrel Network. This month's featured podcast is Caffeine and Kush. Check out the bumper after our music and give that a listen. I think that uh, wraps everything up, doesn't it? I think so. Okay, okay. Time's up. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Caffeine and Kush live streamed every Friday at 10 p.m. on twitch.tv forward slash podcast daddy. We discuss politics, video games, pop culture, and being a young father. You can find me on any major podcast platform.